toilets and I piss on the seat. I walk around in the summertime saying, how about this heat? I'm on That's right, folks. We are a bunch of fucking assholes. Welcome, everybody, to the Brasky Cast. Tonight, we are joined by one of the biggest guests that we could possibly get. Our fucking favorite poster. The man who's telling us about the fucking future. The man who's making sense. The man who's telling us about how Amazon is fucking us. Wasted. Wasted, how are you, sir? Not too bad. Also joining Wasted this evening, we got the man from Japan, E.T. E.T., how are you, buddy? I'm so good. I'm having trouble coming up with adjectives to describe it. That's fan-fucking-tastic. Mr. Miser is also joining us tonight on the show. Uh, Miser, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, babe. And yourself? Uh, once again, you know, this is the second time recording. You call me babe the first time, the second time. Now I just feel like a whore. All right, guys, you welcome to boy. the show. Um, very excited to have Wasted on here. Um, let's go from here, boys. Uh, Mr. Uh, Twat, you wanted to say hello to Wasted in a very special way? <laughs> right. Doing yeah, that wasted. Uh, I know you're Chinese and you're 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 a chonger or or a chinker or whatever they're called. I'm a, and I've studied I'm a Chinese I've studied mother Chinese and uh, for a about Western ten years. So I Canadian want you to father. hear this. I'm gonna speak in your native tongue for you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Ching chong. I'm living on Chinese rock. Oh my god. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> so wait, you actually live in China though? That's not like an actual that's like No. Not, like, not anymore. Not anymore. Hey, you British? To... Oh shit. Holy shit, man. I never knew that. I thought you were just like some American dude. You're British? Uh, I used to live in. Oh fuck! I used to live in. Uh, I used to live in Tennessee when I was you, a kid. But are you from Britain? I have many horse? different accents. Hey, you know who's from Tennessee? The pale horse. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's from Nashville. I used to live in Nashville. And ironically, he's the most highbrow out of any of us. Oh, well, definitely. I mean, he's from Tennessee, but he fucking can outthink most of us here. So. Goes yeah, I, I really, I really liked him. Wasted, what's up, dude? I've never talked to you, like, in person. Nobody's talked to me in person. Oh. Brasky Fatcast exclusive, guys. Brasky Fatcast exclusive. The fucking legend is on. You sound so unwasted. Yeah. Yeah, it's early morning. Yeah, well, yeah, well that's I'm not, just a little bit shaky at the moment. You know what? You don't sound fat either, because the way I'm you trying. describe... The way you describe your... Um, Eating habits, you oh, should yeah. weigh about 700 pounds. Mm, I don't know. You, you lose you weight if that, you just eat fast food. <laughs> you get that fat and you just sound <laughs> If you just like, only oh, eat like McDonald's, oh. you just almost die. Yeah, it's gross. So it's you gross. lose a lot of weight. No, you don't. I don't I think I'm... What, I don't think what I'm am I? 260. 260. How tall are you, pal? One to, no, 120 kilos, um, 6'1". My BMI is fucked, but I don't, so I don't believe in that. It's a conspiracy theory. What is? BMI. If you're 260 and you're 6'1", that's like only mildly overweight for your height. Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. God Miser. damn your British accent. You sound way too classy. Can you just slur it up a bit? Guys, stop Word for a second up. because oh. we have knowledge about wasted that other people don't know. 
So if they're listening to the fat cast, they don't know what Wasted's daily routine of eating and drinking is. Wasted, could you tell us what a daily routine of eating and drinking is for you, sir? Uh, uh, Well, at the moment, I'm in lockdown. So yesterday, I did like a run to the supermarket (laughs) Uh, and got enough food for two weeks. And that's it. So I'm not leaving the house for two weeks. But and buddy, before all, lockdown, you used one. to go to KFC for breakfast like every morning. Yeah, you go grab a six pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. In China, like you can, I used to go to McDonald's. But I'm in Taiwan now, and I don't know where the fuck I am. I'm in some small town, and the nearest McDonald's there's there's a McDonald's here, but it's miles away. Wasted. Look look out your window. Yeah. Can you see Taipei 101? No. Then you're probably not we, uh, in Taipei. No, not in Taipei. Where is this? Zubei, Zubei. Zubei. You're on eBay? Yeah, I'm on eBay too, man. I make some good money. (laughs) Yeah, you can get fast food. It's just, in China, it's really cheap. What, fast food on eBay in China? (laughs) Yeah. You know what else? order off eBay, second-hand wasted burgers. Cheap in China, human life. I think that that was a bit of a dad joke there, uh, E.T. No, that was a bit of a, let's all think about it. Let's really think about what matters. But basically, I wake up, I have like two black eggs, black. coffee, black. bacon, yeah, black, well, no, some instant crap with milk, uh, and bacon. Are you currently employed? Not at the moment. I had to leave Shanghai, so then we came here, and, oh, the fuck? Sorry, I'm nearly dying. Yeah, you, I mean, you're just this enigma. Like, you, you yeah, got moved. trapped. I had to move, yeah. We got trapped in... Well, we. I came here on holiday, oh, and then they wouldn't let we? me back in. Who's, who's we? We, the you royal have, we. Do you have a partner? The queen, he signed us. The, the queen. queen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. My entourage came with me. Yeah. Well, you guys got to imagine, Wasted right now is also killing zombies, so he's multitasking. Instead of coming back from the future to save us, which... Wasted, please. I mean, you really, your shit posts are the greatest shit post of all shit posting. So I do expect you to verbally, you know, bring a little of that to the table. Well, shit posting is my forte. I think he, maybe he needs a little wasted fuels. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't really shit post or shit talk uh, if I'm not wasted. I'm exactly. not in character. So why aren't we yeah, drinking? Um, it's it's nine, nine o'clock. Nine Since o'clock. when did that stop you? 9 a.m. Is it, is it well, no, I just drank everything. There's nothing. It's, like, <laughs> I tried to buy this bottle of vodka yesterday to bring back, and uh, my credit card failed because I went over the limit or some shit. So I had, like, a queue of, like, kind of pseudo-Japanese Taiwanese people behind me while my credit card was failing. Oh, sure. So I had to throw away the, the vodka and just get the food. Oh, that sucks. Now, you said it was 9 in the morning. Is it 9 or 9.30? 9 a.m. So you're, for some, somehow you're 90 minutes behind uh, are you in the, you're in, you, you guys are in the U.S. Well, well, I'm, in, I'm yeah. in Tokyo. I'm in New York. Oh, okay. You're on the same time as me. There's a one-hour difference. It's not no, nighttime in Japan, is it? It's the same. No, it's it's 10.30 in the morning, but that's what okay, you, yeah. you said. It's 9, but it's here it's 10.30. Oh, shit. Is it not? What time is it? I don't know. It's nine. It's nine thirty. No, it's nine thirty here. Right. Okay. So you're okay. you're you're one hour behind us. Yeah. I'm. I told you. I'm from the future. 
Don't worry, nothing good happens in the hour you miss. L- let me ask you a question, uh, the um, uh, ways the which call it. Uh, call it? That's a good candy bar. Shut the fuck up. You're from Britain originally, right? Yeah. Are you from Liverpool? Because you've got like this John Lennon fucking sort of accent going on. I don't know if anybody else uses it. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking to fucking John. I think my parents went. My parents went to Liverpool University. uh, Yeah, I can't. So I grew grew up with the Beatles. They're kind of like hippies. They were hippies, and now they're like boomer. Can you can you do other British accents? Like, can you do upper and lower class? Hello there, mates. Yeah, it's like that. Oh, all right, mate. You. (laughs) I know the actual Brit. Go ahead. Yeah, the Brit. So. Oh, I see what you mean. Like slightly your slightly uh, northern accent. Can you talk like uh, those retards in Oasis? <laughs> I'm mad for it. A little. I think there's a little bit, but I wasn't born in the UK. I was born in Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. So well, and then I then I lived in the US. So I had like a American accent in when I was like ten, twelve. So I lived in the US. Did you like living in the US? Did I like what? Did you like living in the United States? Yeah. But, you know. You don't you did, why did you move around so much? Is, is your dad in the army or something? Kind of. He's a CIA agent probably or some shit. Was he Jesus. sent? Uh, so he's like, like, like a nuclear physicist. Was he sent back in time to prevent Skynet from creating Judgment Day? Yeah, his kind his of. Is, uh, Kyle Reese. Just nuclear. You know, like submarines? Nuclear submarines. I've heard of those. Yes, I, I, I'm aware of those. The existence of those ballistic things. missiles, stuff like that. Are you your own dad? I'm playing all the characters. He went back in time via Skynet, and yeah, you, Marty. I McCoy. gave birth to myself in a... Marty exactly. up with his mother. Yeah. <laughs> the paradox, and, the and, time and travel. So yeah, I don't have a British regional accent, but, but if do you I have go... to waste Do you have to fuck a Chinese Sarah Connor to prevent Judgment Day? Yeah, everybody in China now looks like they're just in the gym at all times, even when they're on the street. So they look like Sarah Connor. Have you noticed that? Everybody's wearing athletics gear. No, I was was just Trying not to die of COVID because they're wearing like Adidas hot pants. Die of COVID. (laughs) I I saw the swollest dude. And usually you don't see that in Japan. This guy had to be juicing. I mean, this guy was huge. He was wearing a, he was wearing a tiny little tank top. You don't see that a lot in Japan, trust me. No, uh, we got oh. a question for you, wasted. That's uh, that's in our chat by our producer Towel. Towel's asking how is uh, how's life uh, with HIV? Did you defeat the virus, or are you still living with it? I'm the antidote. Fucking hate. I'm undetectable. I mean, if, like... if you've got HIV, you don't actually die. Now, you no, guys wasted, actually die. Wasted. Wasted. Doesn't have HIV. HIV has wasted. Exactly. Mm. It's an awesome. It has the privilege of it being died. Fun. HIV. I cured HIV by drinking it to death. Yeah. And if, if, you, if, you, if, if, and if anybody possibly thinks that this guy has HIV or we're joking about it, it's just because you had you had Charlie Sheen as your avatar for a long time, right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's I am it. actually Charlie Sheen. I oh wow! I thought. That's why I came on. I came on to tell you that I'm actually Charlie Sheen. I loved but you as I'm just pretending to be Vince Vaughn at this point. In in Major League, that's my favorite Charlie Sheen movie. Guys, you realize we have that's basically true. the Elon Musk. Wait, we have wait, the, 
fucking Christ, we're jumping on each other tonight. We have the Elon Musk of the GNR forms on. So, I mean, guys, we need to ask all the questions about fucking aliens, technology, alcoholism, uh, <laughs> cybernetic systems. You guys go to work. I'm going to hush up a little bit so I don't stomp all over you guys because that's what we're, we're doing so in a far. simulation. Fucking well, heck. We've never had a near-death experience. My, my first GNR-related question for Wasted is, uh, will we have, you know, a non-carbon footprint electric version of Slash's gravy biceps? Good within question. our lifetime? Yes, within our lifetime. Not unless we nuke China, because they have all the battery, they have all the battery battery technology, right? Okay. So Slash's Slash's gravy biceps. His fucking heart. His fucking heart. Uh, fucking what do you call it? pacemaker? Right. Right. Hey. They've got yeah, all the battery man. technology for electric for electric cars and everything. So that's what is, the problem. What is Slash's carbon footprint? We should really look into that. Anybody well, like Bill Gates Bill Gates has like two private jets and he says that he's he's uh, environmentally friendly. Bill Gates is a yeah. wiener head. And I know he's listening to this right now because he listens to everything. So if you're listening, Bill, that's right. I called you a wiener head. Oh, oh shit! You're fucked now. Nah, he's gonna he's gonna put a target right on you. Oh, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do, Bill? Come and get me. Come His wife looks me. like fucking Jeff Goldblum. No wonder he's cheated. gonna he's gonna run for president, right? That's oh, I thought they shut divorced. him down. Like this, like they released sex scandal stuff about him because they were like, "No, Bill Gates, you're not allowed in our club." Like like Trump wasn't allowed. But that was his plan, right? Like he was like, that "I'm was gonna run plan, for president. For sure. I'm taking I'm taking the half of the." 700 zillion billion and i'm gonna run for president that's what i don't get about these people is like at some point all the billions are just not enough like that won't bring you happiness you you have to control everyone and and you have to i need to be the most powerful man in the world i can't just be the richest kissinger said power is the ultimate aphrodisiac and i can imagine that being true i mean if you're powerful you know, I mean, there comes a point where you're so powerful, it's like you have to, yeah, like, like your, your food in a sense, like power, you have to have it daily. I, I, I think it's like bribery. They're all well, I, all pedophiles, right? So once they get, they get compromised doing some shit and then, I mean, that's then definitely they basically one own. Of, that's one of the theories is that they, they, they compromise everybody. So they all, they have that shit on every, I mean, that's a theory. Who knows? I, like, like I said, Matt, I love... Well, you're seeing it happen with Matt theory. Gates, right? Matt Gates, right now, he's he's about to go to jail for, like, 100 years for, like, untrafficked sex trafficking, right? So now he's running for president, supposedly. He is a hideous motherfucker. <laughs> I, mean, who's I don't know how who's that, that gross-looking gets elected in the first place. Who? 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 We're yeah, talking about Gates, number one. He's just a guy that you can look him up right now. He's a piece of shit. On top of that, this, hey, I, I want to talk to my buddy who's over in Taiwan, because me and Wasted have been friends, very good friends for years. Wasted, I got my second corona shot this week, me and the wife did. And I'm telling you, buddy, it's raised on my blood pressure, my heart rate. I've got a feeling these chink bastards are trying to kill me. Yeah, we, we almost lost the... Uh, you got a Chinese uh, vaccine? I got Moderna. I mean, it could be fucking... Uh, Moderna's the cancer drug. The oh, God modified. Damn. Modified DNA. It modifies your DNA. It's not really a n- normal vaccine. It doesn't create antibodies, isn't it? Isn't it the NRA one? 
Moderna? Yeah, the Moderna one, dude. So I'm going to yeah. die of cancer now? Uh, well, no, it just fucks up your DNA. It changes your DNA so that the, the uh, virus can't hook onto the proteins. So it's different from... It doesn't, it doesn't give you immunity, really. It is a different type of immunity. But also that the Moderna was, is kind of like a pump and dump company, right? So the Chinese just pump and dump me and the wife on Monday? <laughs> it's an America. It's funded by... Isn't that the one funded by the U.S. government? I think three of them are, dude. I think the Johnson & Johnson, the Moderna, and the AstraZeneca are both all I mean, funded. funded, like, created by... I mean, funded. Like, Moderna was kind of like... It wasn't... They were just pretending to make a virus... Uh, make a vaccine. And it was going up in price, the stocks, the shares. And then one of them got... One of the, the CEOs got done for insider trading. You know what I mean? Like, he was saying that they're making this this uh, vaccine, but really they weren't. They weren't making a vaccine. But they once they said they were making, the shares of the company went up, and then he sold all his stock. Oh, wow. But, but he like, got caught. like some uh, get-you-on-the-Clinton-hit-list kind of shit we're talking, you know what I mean? Oh, dude, it's yeah, going to get worse, We're going too. to the wall. We're all going to die anyway. Might as well tell the truth. I'm just saying, well, you know, you'll hear uh, all of us, you know, committed suicide with like a bunch of shots to the back of our heads, you know? <laughs> it happens, dude. I was reading a thing the other day where it was uh, a doctor who was criticizing Dr. Fauci. And this was going back to like the 90s and uh, 1994. He actually tried to get on like uh, Meet the Press and Dateline and all those big shows to talk about how Fauci was doing this uh, PNC test or PNC test which was a big fake test and it was showing that people have diseases that, you know, if you look hard enough for, you'll just find them. I'm going to find the article now. If you remember Fauci, Fauci was started off, became famous uh, curing AIDS. No, I didn't know. I didn't, I, Not curing AIDS. Remember, he had a lot of uh, AIDS drugs. I and then he killed like 20,000 people. He got with his fake AIDS. He was giving this AIDS drugs to gays. Oh, wow. Yeah, this and is he, really he killed a lot. He killed a lot of people. I didn't even know he existed or was a thing. And also cancer. He's, in, he's been into everything. He is definitely not the guy who should be running any kind of vaccine program for the, for the, for the uh, COVID. Because he's already right. fucked up. Like most of them. None of them, none of those people that are in power should be there based on their track record. Well, now he's kind of playing his, the cover of the ass game because you can tell something's going on because all of a sudden he does an about face and on, on the, uh, well, maybe it was created in a lab. Something's going on. Something's probably going to come out. And he's doing like preemptive damage control. I know enough about politics to know that. But he's doing preemptive fucking damage control of some sort. Well, they've got the vaccine out now. So everybody's got paid. So awesome. now what like they, he's trying uh, to do is he's covering his, he's covering his ass for when it, when obviously, what, what actually happened or what is true is going to come out. Yeah? All the evidence is going to come out. But right. it was never that, never really that serious. Right, right. And I then, don't think then he'll be happen. fucked. They won't, they won't I let do, that. I, I do. Not, not like, like the JF, like JFK came out. I mean, I don't think they're ever going to, they're never going to admit that. But it's gonna, everybody's going to know that you didn't need to wear masks. You didn't need to go into lockdown. And then Fauci... Is, and also, he knows that lots of people are going to have long-term gentlemen, side effects. Gentlemen, if I could borrow your ears for a moment. You may. Inventor of the PCR test says Fauci doesn't know anything and is willing to lie on television. Carrie Mullis, 
which is spelled K-A-R-Y-M-U-L-L-I-S, who won the 1993 Nobel Peace Prize for inventing the polymerase chain reaction PCR testing process later used to diagnose the coronavirus cases, said that Dr. Anthony Fauci lacks the knowledge of medicine and is willing to use, willing to lie on television. Mueller also admitted another set of videotape remarks. Hold on, now it's telling me i got to read this. That, that PCR test doesn't tell you it's sick. Dr. Anthony Fauci has served as the National Institution of Allergy and Infectious Disease since 1984. Is currently the highest paid U.S. federal government agent. But pretty much what the sells is Kerry Mullis, who won the Nobel Peace Whoa. Prize, the guy who created the PCR test, says Dr. Fauci literally looks for shit that doesn't exist, that all the stuff that's been going on with COVID is fake. And uh, two weeks before the uh, first case of COVID that was reported, uh, Kerry Mullis died. So just just throwing that out there, kids. None, none of that Fauci's, surprises me, to be frank. None of, that, none of it surprises me. I mean, um, Fauci's already like, admitted, right, that he 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 just says things which are good for the country or good for the soundbites. Like what he needs to say. Like he yes. said, you need to wear masks because that's what they wanted him to say. Basically, basically, what you're trying to say is he's a, pu- a pu- puppet for something. Like he he's just compromised. Things. He's compromised yeah. by already fucking up. With AIDS, with the AIDS right. drugs and things like that. So he gets sent out. And also he's funding Wuhan lab. Right, right. So when it all went wrong, everybody's like, you fuck this up. And well, he's like, I better get out there and save my ass. Because if I can't control it, then he's going to be in the shit for like funding the Wuhan lab. And now he's saying that, you know, his excuse, his excuse is that he... He funded. He only. He didn't fund. He said he didn't fund the fund the vaccine. He didn't fund the lab to make gentlemen viruses. Sorry. He f- just funded the lab. Wait, so sorry to interrupt you, brother, but uh, ET did a Chinese agent or Japanese agent just come into your house and give you COVID? Because we hear you coughing hysterically. Oh, that was you. No, I just I just had a triple sneeze, uh, and I'm a little concerned because, like I said, I hadn't stepped foot in Tokyo since. 2019 but i went yesterday for an event and um normally i don't buy into the COVID thing i was you know i i was a skeptic you know for most of it but then my aunt almost died from it and she is 71 so she's kind of in that target range but but you know i got really paranoid yesterday so i i did stuff i normally would never do i wore the mask and i covered my hands with rubbing alcohol and stuff and i feel fine except i've been sneezing like crazy for the last two days have you got the aircon on Mm. Uh, not at the moment i find that you like if you sleep with the aircon on then in the morning you wake up and you're like sneezing out all the freon or whatever the shit is oh yeah i usually i sleep with it because uh yeah i'm fat and it's hot and i need it and it's probably it's probably like the third most important thing in my life after oxygen and water. I think well, it's more important than oxygen. When I don't have aircon, I'm like just dying. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen how humid Taiwan is. That's that is repulsive. It's all the time as well. How but big I are the, how big are the cockroaches there, man? They must be enormous, huge. Oh, Jesus like, Christ! And rats. Like a, There's rats. Like, like if, a, you, like uh, if you remember, Taiwan had a huge like uh, garbage problem. Like they, oh. so now there's no bins on the streets, 
you know, so you can't people in China, there's like trash on the streets and like rats running around because of all the trash. But in Taiwan, they ban they banned bins. So there's no public bins. So all you, mm. you basically go to jail if you throw stuff on the floor. So it's really clean. Yeah, except for the rat-sized cockroaches. That's disgusting. Yeah. No, they, they fly. There's some kind of flying cockroach. One, not this flat, the other place I was living, it, it just, like, it flew through the window and just landed in the in the middle of the the front room. Like yeah, I had a, that happen Like a once. ball. Like it was like a little ball thing. Gigantic. Uh, I turned on my air conditioner, and it didn't make an... Instead of just turning on, it started... It was going like... And then, pew, a flying cockroach came flying out of it at me. Oh, Jesus, Mary, and good St. Joseph. And these, these, these fuckers are big. They're so nasty. I uh, think what's so repulsive about them is, is just everything. the way they, they skitter and scurry. Like their no, movement it's everything. Everything. nauseating. Everything I, I about hate... cockroaches makes me, I have to kill them. Like, even if they're not in my room, if I'm outside and I see one and it's in range, I'll kill it just for spite. And, I, I, and I'll leave the body. I'll say, tell your fucking friends they're next. I hate all insects outside of fucking butterflies. They can all, and, and spiders, they can all go fuck themselves. Gentlemen, I but, want to apologize for Wasted for being so rude to interrupt them when E.T. coughed. Wasted, you were kind of going on a little bit about Fauci and telling us more about him, so please continue. Um, also, guys, that article on the PCR test is now, uh, I linked it on the chat, so if you guys want to read it, go right ahead. So, Wasted, my apologies, sir. Please take the mic. Uh, I've forgotten what I was... We're talking about how Anthony either. Fauci gets paid to kill us and how he's like the biggest war criminal since Hitler. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, you understand that Fauci funded that lab, right? Like he's oh, admitted yeah. that he funded it. But what he's saying is that he didn't he didn't fund the lab to produce gain of function uh, viruses, you know, like Bill Gates patents viruses. So what they do is they find new viruses. They have people in China going around into caves looking for viruses, for looking for bats with new viruses, right? So Fauci was funding gain-of-function uh, viruses, but now he's saying that he wasn't funding gain-of-function, he was just funding that lab so that it's not his fault. So well, he's basically he... admitting that he did fund the, this lab, and now, because it's gone completely, because they made this virus, now it's his fault. So everybody knows that his, it's his fault, so he has to go out and lie and try and I, try and control I think the you're system. Giving, wasted. I think you're you're giving Americans way too much credit. I mean, at least fifty percent of the country, you know, believes everything that guy says. And then there's a, there's a, a smaller portion that actually worships the guy. I mean, I saw some truly that's, repulsive yeah, they, stuff. They like fall for the propaganda, but that's because that's because everybody's sort of trained, you know, from birth. To, to be submissive and not to think, right? So weird. What is but wrong with people? That's, I'm not saying it's not, their, it's not their fault. You have to be a fucking idiot like me to, like, question everybody. And then, you know, you're not going to get a job. Work, you're not going to be a CEO of a company if you're saying that Fauci created the virus. <laughs> do you want to have nothing to be lose, you know? The CEO you have of the right to have the I mean, right aren't you? Aren't you satisfied to just sit in your air conditioning and eat KFC? Yeah, but yeah. as payback for that lifestyle, I have to I have to destroy America. 
<laughs> no, I'm just joking. It, it, comes with the, it comes with the price, huh? It's worth no, it. Well, this KFC is just what you can afford, right? This is what they gave us. I could... Really? KFC is expensive as hell here. Really? In China, it's not. Yeah, it's a bit expensive here. But you don't have to leave the house to get it. They just deliver it. A bucket of chicken is like 400 Taiwan dollars, which is a lot, I think. Right, right, right. Well, but, I guess maybe that's also something in the culture that they want people to stay skinny so they fucking jack up the prices of their food. I mean, because in all those Asian countries, everybody's fucking skinny. You know, dude, it's just... all about control. I mean, when it comes down to it, the reason why fast food sells as well as it does is because you can afford it. I mean, a burger yeah. costs you a dollar fifty. A fucking steak costs you nine fifty. A piece of ch- a chicken breast, if you go buy, you know, a decent size of chicken, you're talking seven, eight bucks for a decent chicken. They know what they're doing. Also, in they McDonald's scale their price for the for the amount of money people have. So in China, the you know the the breakfast burgers are like a dollar. You know the meal in China the is twenty twenty renminbi. Yeah, it's like two mm. less than two dollars for the Big Mac meal. Oh wow! And sometimes yeah, it's double. Like... You can get two for one. Yeah, they're just giving it away. Japan, Japan has a dollar menu in, uh, you know, in McDonald's, but it's, it's only, you know, single items. All the, all the set meals are are pretty pricey because, you know, Japan, you know, has higher prices. I went to McDonald's in Japan in Roppongi or somewhere. Mm. Yeah, Roppongi. Roppongi. There's a a hard rock cafe in Roppongi. I mean, when it comes That's down to it, guys, you're talking basically we now know that Fauci pretty much sold us out to make money. We now know that I, I'm not going to blow Donald Trump here because, you know, he has his faults as everyone does. But it looks like Trump was kind of telling us the truth the whole time. Uh, the fucking well, libs want to deny. That's why they came. wanted him out. Yeah. Yeah. His establishment left and right want him out. It's not just Democrats want him out. Establishment Republicans want him out because he says crazy shit like you know, he's the only president in history to mention the military-industrial com- complex. That's not you know, true. Eisenhower oh, had a whole speech on it, sir. Yeah, yeah. The first, I, I, but since then, since then, since Eisenhower said it, nobody else ever ever talks about it. Nobody said the military stopping me pulling troops out. They said, like, wasted, Bush... Wasted. I have a question for Wasted. Do you have a thing about not drinking in the morning? Do I have a drink? No. He's out, dude. Why don't you go get some drinking? Drink. Why don't you have to go to the shop? (laughs) You fucking idiot. E.T., if you were listening to the interview so far, you'd realize that he tried yesterday, but the store they was going to, his credit card got declined for some bullshit, and he's out of booze at the moment. He bought food instead of alcohol. That was a rookie mistake. That's true. But uh, I had a queue queue of, like, really angry Taiwanese – housewives behind me and the and i can't speak much <laughs> chinese mean, say, and they were all just like what the fuck are you doing and i was like this this costs the most just take get rid of this and then it, then it will go through and it hold, didn't go through anyway so on. i had to throw out loads of the stuff you says angry taiwanese housewives they got to be like four foot fucking tall what are you afraid of no it wasn't it was their silence the silence is eerie because they, what, they're what just is, staring not, at you they shiv you in the back right yeah, well, no, I'm not, like, scared physically, just sort of embarrassed. I would imagine... The whole shop is, like, looking Taiwan, at you. Taiwan's a lot more civilized than, than mainland China. Yeah. Mainland China is just, like... But it's less... It's, less, it's more like Japan. 
right? Yeah, it's very up, uptight. It's uptight. China's hilarious. You know, is you do you, oh, yeah. it's relaxing. You know what I mean? It's everybody's completely yeah. fucked up. Yeah, just everybody's in in KFC, just eating buckets of chicken, Ooh, like in I the heard, restaurant. I heard <laughs> it's, it's really hard. This is the KFC to, uh, episode. I heard it's really Fuck hard yeah. to bang Taiwanese girls. Is that true? Sorry, I heard it's hard to bang Taiwanese girls. Like they're real. They yeah, yeah you, you're not gonna. You, you don't actually see any Taiwanese like young people on the street. They're all in school. Like everybody's in school. Uh, students, even like I would say teenagers up, they're all at, at college or something. They're all kind of like in boarding schools. There's no well, like. You gotta hang out no by the co- high schools and just hang out and smoke <laughs> cigarettes. Yeah, like, but I, yeah. These are all like compounds, you know, like private schools. Yeah, yeah, and, I know. Uh, it's very yeah, similar. It's very tight. Here. There's no, what I'm saying, there's no bars. That's weird. I mean, at least That's Japan weird. has bar, had, had bars. Sounds like. That's why I drink in 7-Eleven. You drink in 7-Eleven? Yeah, that's a, that, is, mm. that is nice. I just, go, I just get like four pack of sake and then the drink and then post from a 7-Eleven. You ever go to Korea? You no. Know, Singapore, Thailand. Oh, those Malaysia. are the fun places. I want to go there. Thailand, I was yeah. the only other place I've been was Korea, and I was Korea kind of on the outskirts of Seoul. It was I thought it was boring as hell. But yeah, it's Korea. My, what effect? My um, my analogy is like if if Tokyo's New York, Korea is like Toronto. It's so right. boring. It's clean. And um, but they had this they had this Korean drink. It's called soju. I think soju. And it's it's milk. cheap as shit. It's like a buck, oh. and it was the strongest stuff. Like I drank, like, I, I pounded like China, three of them because I thought this is China's cheap. It's and it like it, I don't know it, the percentage, but it was just insane. Like I I was blackout drunk. It was insane. I pissed in public a lot. Speaking of yeah. pissing in public a lot, hey uh, uh, miser, fuck you, be a god. It's that time of the show again, where, uh, once again, folks, we break to Breaking Miser News. <laughs> and here's Miser with a story. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the latest news, I, uh, I joined the wonderful, wacky world of Instagram briefly. And I'm, I'm doing some digging. I'm doing some digging. And uh, what you call it? So, I come across uh, lovely Larry's profile, and... Um, uh, Instagram works with you follow people or they follow you, and those two those two things can be really exclusive for those who don't use Instagram. People who follow you are people who are interested actively in your shit, right? So I happen to look, and who do I see? But my very first girlfriend from fucking 15 years ago follows him for one, and another girl I dated named Kimmy fucking follows him, who doesn't even live. Follows who? Huh? Follows who, miser? Follows Larry. They have two. Oh them. my God, Larry! They follow Larry. The so Larry. That's, that's cool. So wait, okay. So you're telling me the chick that you sent us pictures of on the last show, who had nice tits but a face like Jabba the Hutt. No, that that's th- not her. No, no, that that wasn't her. You said you got her pregnant when you were 15. Yeah, but she wasn't my. She was my first sexually. She wasn't my first girlfriend. Or rather, uh, first in bed. She wasn't my first girlfriend. You get what well, I'm saying? Semantics. Uh, but all these yeah. chicks know Larry. They, I, I was looking, and my this girl. You had, were cyber stalking Larry because you're <laughs> obsessed with him and you love him. Yeah, I want to fuck him. 
But anyway, um, what you You're looking him up on Instagram for God's sake. Are you going to let me tell my fucking story or not? Huh? That is the story. You were cyber stalking Are you going to let me tell the fucking the, the breaking update or what? What? Come on. Anyway. Ooh, you, so. you broke up with Larry? Yeah. So anyway, this chick I haven't seen in fucking 15, 16 years, since 2005. My first girlfriend follows him. This other girl, Kimmy, who I haven't seen since fucking maybe six years ago, seven years ago, follows him. And she doesn't even live in Staten Island. So that's four women that he and I have had in common. My ex now. His ex, who was friends with me on another platform for years before she even knew him. And now these two other broads. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, 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 like, me and him, like, some sort of fucking, like, non-homo non like non -homo soulmates or some shit? Like, Miser. All these people keep even... Miser, what if you're the same person? Uh, he's your maybe, he's, like, maybe he's like my fucking... No, he's your Tyler man. Durden. Yeah, he looks like you want to look. He fucks like you want to fuck. I mean... It, <laughs> I wouldn't want to look like him, I'll say that much, though. Larry is, like, real ass dude of the week. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to look like him, but, uh, fuck like him, yeah, because I hear he does fuck good. But, uh, what's your McCoy? He's uh, you. You're him. Well, because you just how, broke how, the golden rule. You're not supposed to. All these broads. Said, Don't talk got... about me. Is he in the room with you right now? Is is Larry in the room with you right now? No, uh, just me, myself, and I. And yeah, you should probably, you should kill Larry and then assume his identity. I mean, I mean, like if you I, look I, at your oh, driver's license, does it say Larry? Oh wait, you don't have a driver's license. I, I, I have a state ID, and it does not. Well, I don't know. Maybe but every day, you, but it's becoming. You more shouldn't and more really go anywhere near those type of people. Though. Well, what, what I notice right. does happen is, I mean, I've had quite a few friends die over the past few years of various causes and shit. And I do notice that the people that who are, who are close to me when they die, I kind of assume some of their characteristics after they pass. I mean, just unconsciously, even. So, I mean, oh, that's not weird. No, it's like, it's just kind of no, like... No, it, it is weird. Well, when somebody dies, it's like you kind of... You assume some of their... Um, if you're close with them, like, you assume some of their characteristics. Like, you know, Julia died. Now I'm more experimental with the, you know, certain things. Uh, the other one died, and, you know... How is Larry's hairline? Miser, how is Larry's hairline? Do you guys have the same haircut? Or are you guys... How is his hair? He's got, like, some fucking Caesar fucking cut. I don't fucking know. Well, yeah, he looks like he wants to look... Not how he's a ginger. Larry is ginger. Larry is Miser's, you know, idealized version of himself. It's he's, my he's... idealized version of myself ain't a fucking ginger. Come on. So wait a second. Are you saying that basically Larry is a ginger George Clooney from uh from Dust Till Dawn with the Caesar cut and the tattoos and everything? He's got he's also got like a lip ring and shit. But uh, like like one of those uh, new metal looking fucking lip rings. But, wow, that is just the cutting edge of two thousand two. Yeah, I know, I know. Does he, does no, he have face actually, tattoos? It's more like, rather than being all the egos, it's more like he's, he keeps getting all my sloppy seconds. It's like, I finish with them, and then he picks them up. I Waste, don't know. Wasted asked if he has face it. tattoos. Huh? Wasted asked you, does he have face tattoos? Don't no. be wrong. No, he don't got face He's got like a, oh. I think, a sleeve. But, uh, you are face. obsessed with Larry, dude. Well, I mean, I, want, I wanted this. I, you know, it's been, because she won't answer me. I've asked her multiple times. What the fuck? Them. What do you mean she won't answer you? Why are you talking to her? No, no, first of all, <laughs> hang on. First, first of all, hang on. I, I want, because I want to know something. I want to know what the fuck is the appeal. Is his people... dick bigger than mine? <laughs> no, no, no. I know his dick ain't bigger. Is that because... what you want to know? Hang on. No, 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 no. Hang, Does Larry hang shave or is he let it grow natural down there, Pfizer? Hang on. First of all, first, first of all, when... His ex reached out to me. She was like, oh, by the way, you have a bigger dick than him because, you know, we and her 
shared pictures. She's like, you're a bigger dick than him, you know. So uh, that's one thing. But I wanted to know, which I've always asked, I'm like, you tell me he's half brain dead, meaning like he can't put a fucking sentence together. He forgets shit. He's hung up on the past. He's fucking this, that. Oh, and you're not, you're not hung up on the past. No, he's worse though. He goes on and on and on to her about ex-girlfriends and shit. Like, and then, you know, this and that. Like... <laughs> So he's you. So he's you. Larry's Tyler Durden. I asked him multiple times. It was me. We, I look. I was looking. I was saying we even have the same taste in art. Even he likes fifties pinup shit. I yeah, like because it. you made him up. Because I he's your alter ego. Wait, I swear on my dead mother. This guy just. But anyway, so I asked him multiple times. What is the appeal? And she can't answer me. So I'm looking. Well, you you already what, said you said last time you've never actually met him. Oh, shit. You've never been in the same place at the same time. Well, Maybe when he's in prison, I'll go and visit him. So, He's you, dude. You're going to be in prison. I'm not going to. Why would I be in prison? Because you're Larry. Until he goes to prison. I think it's like it's like he's like the fucking alternate reality version of me, maybe. But Miser, is one yeah. of the most comforting moments of your life when you hugged Big Bob and felt his tits? Was that what you wanted from E.T., that you wanted to hug E.T. as he was Big Bob and just cry and let the Come pain on, out? Come on, man. You, you, you've seen E.T. I've seen E.T. I want to do more than just hug that beautiful big man, you know? I mean, he, he, he's, he's like the definition of a bear, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I can't lie <laughs> Can't lie about that. If I if I if I were gay, uh, I mean, I'd be a bear. you know what's gross is um, what? the older I get, okay. like when I was younger, I never had back hair or shoulder <laughs> hair, and now that I'm older, <laughs> it's coming in, and it's like ew. I just look like like you oh, know, sorry, grandpa fucking like when I wear a wife beaten. beater, I look like a wife beater. Well, that's why I don't wear wife beaters because I got fucking hair on my shoulders. You're turning to yeah. Grandpa Munster over there? You got, Sir, like, fucking nose hairs? We have a guest on the show tonight in Wasted. I'd like to hear Wasted's opinion on Mr. Miser and his current circumstances and see what advice he can give to Mr. Miser. Go ahead. I would go... It's simulation theory. If you have a near-death experience, you realize that all, all your life is like a, a video game. How's You're that? just playing a video game. So anything that you, you are experiencing... You chose to experience that. That actually, so, I, I've heard that before. This, this chick told me that you create, we create our own reality. She told me many years ago. Yeah, yeah, probably. You, you, high, you're, you're making the choices to experience shit. that. Yeah. So well, if, if Larry know. is fucking you over, this is this is the this is the life or the dream that you want to live. This is the life hey. I have chosen. Wasted, wasted. That's some hippie shit, man. No, no, fuck that, Wasted. That's, that's good. It's just no, like a video like, game. Oh, I'm, I'm playing... I mean, obviously, I'm... choices have consequences. Where we end up in life is a result of the choices we made. Yeah, but you made that choice. You made that choice. Yeah. Right. You chose to, to experience that. Well, yeah, right. of course. So you can choose not to experience it, is what I'm saying. Miser choo- can choose to go move on with his life, fuck some other whores, yeah. but Miser's choosing this cockhold relationship. Uh, I'm trying. Yeah. Hey, I tr- I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. It I'm doesn't trying. mean that it's right or wrong. There's no right or wrong. But it's right. Let me let me explain something. And I don't want to. And I don't want to because people say, "Oh, well, that's, you sound like an incel." Incel. Because we, I was talking about this the other day. We were talking in Discord, and uh, I forget who pointed it out. But this this guy, right? This guy. Um, what you call it? He had he followed this chick on OnlyFans, right? 
and apparently he she was his favorite OnlyFans account, and he paid ten thousand dollars, ten thousand fucking dollars, to meet her and get a hug, and then a month later she and her boyfriend were going on taking that money and going traveling. They, it was like a meme somebody posted, and I'm like, well, see, this is why women are very entitled today, and this is why men are disposable. And somebody was like, well, that's kind of incelish to say. And I'm like, well, no, it's it also has to do with Western men's self-esteem as well. But, I mean, we live in an age where women, where men do feel kind of that women, men are disposable, that uh, all a woman has to do is be herself. Guys will work. What do you mean we, we live in an age? That's the way it's always you. been. No, no Miser, you live in that fucking age, dude. Because the thing you got to do to go get a woman is go be a fucking man. Instead of being a beta, be a fucking alpha. Lead the fucking pack. It's not men, fucking hard. It's well, really hard. No, 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 I'm talking in general. I'm not just talking about me. I'm talking in general. I would say I'm talking in general. Though, where the... we're, we're seed factories, and we, we shoot that shit everywhere all the time. And, uh, you know, if one dies, there's 20 lined up ready to go. It's always been that way. Tell cue he's... the fucking Magnolia speech from Tom Cruise. I mean, that's what you need to fucking hear, Miser. I mean... We'll hear well, yeah. this afterwards because that's what you need to understand about the world. It's honest. It's true. It's factual. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen no, to Frank T. J. Mackey. He's he's got the answers. Who? Fucking AET. Wait, wait, wait. Who? Who? Frank T. J. Mackey. Oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to look that up. Uh, um, what you call it? But uh, no. I'm oh not just, shit. Yeah, I'm, trying to talk, I'm talking about in general though. I feel like that <laughs> with nowadays with OnlyFans and shit and things uh, like that. Well, I think that's okay. a very small fraction oh, of. I mean, these people are how boring. It is though. Hear me out. So listen, I'm not going to hear you because the level of simp that you would have to be to pay a, a woman anything, anything like for a hug. If I give you ten dollars, will you write your name Guys, out? Guys, what this whole conversation, to, what Mize is talking about is like group consciousness. Group yeah. consciousness is chosen to equality, right? Mm-hmm. Group. So that's what Miser's talking about. You, the the masses have been kind of like a woke Nike, right? That right. we basically we had the market of Nike, and then they've just tacked on what they want everybody to think to Nike. Everybody likes Nike, well not everybody. But there's a lot of people that like Nike, right? So then they've tacked on wokeism to Nike, and then everybody basically woke. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. So not everybody. Nobody just not everybody decided. They, yeah, but like like most things, there's only that many people who aren't just trying to Fit get in. through the day without thinking, or you know, they just want an easy life. They don't want to fight the power every day. I don't even know if it's that. I just think that there's so many dumb people, and dumb people are happy. They're just well, that's, I, the, I same that's the same thing. That's the same thing. Docile. They do what they're told. I have a theory they're not necessarily happy, though. I have a theory they're not that. unhappy. I've never. Well, they're on. They're on lots of meds, like, right? Who's so like yeah, really depressed? A theory on this about the fact that people aren't smart, and I wanted to direct it to Mister Wasted, and then I'll, I'll let I'll let it uh, Et open up his comments afterward. But so, um, my, I am a Darwinist by nature. I, you know, I mean, Darwin is science; it's not a theory. You know, um, Et made the comment that people are dumber today. Now, would you say, would you agree with me that we're kind of basically interrupting natural selection in that, for example, with not even just the COVID vaccine, vaccines in general, things like that in general. At one time, a family might have 12 kids and maybe five of those 12 would make it past infancy. 
And those five, those, those five who would survive would be the fittest. They would be the strongest. But nowadays, we have no natural selection where the weaklings aren't weeded out, so to speak. Um, and I feel like because of that, you have not only weak physical, but that, like physical that's weak where people, vaccines but mentally... come into play, right? People have 12 kids because all of them are going to die. Right. Right. Like in right. Africa, they have 12 because eight of them are going to, or 10 of them are going to die. Right. So, and they, they rely on their, their uh, family you for, you need yeah. the children to survive, right. your family. So they work for you. So that's what Bill Gates is doing with all the vaccines. But I'm saying, but right. what I'm trying to say is when you say that, that all this stuff, like not just the COVID vaccine, I'm talking about vaccines and things like that, period. Oh, you mean brainwashing type propaganda? No, what I'm saying is that I think that we're making ourselves a weaker species because at one time, if you weren't fit for survival, if you weren't somebody who was smart or physically tough or whatever you'd like to call it, or just even just, you know, was resilient, you died because nature selected you for death. Nowadays, because of things like, you know, even at, you, you didn't pay, you make it past the cradle. If you were a weakling, you know, you just died. Nowadays, yeah. because of vaccines and shit, you know, we kind of coddle the weak and we uplift both the physically and mentally weak and put them into positions where they're able to dictate stuff over the masses. Like, for example, that, that girl Greta Thornburg, whatever the fuck her name is. <laughs> so, so, yeah, anyway, I'm like that Greta Thornburg chick, whatever, the, the activist. She is literally, from what I understand, autistic. But now, and at one time, somebody who had like a brain disorder would be treated, put on, you know, whatever. But now she's a celebrity. She has a lot of influence over things. Even if she is, let's say, if probably in Josh's opinion, a pawn, she still has public uh, play, still has public clout. People listen to her, of her generation. My point is, I feel like with all these different things, the vaccines and such, we are coddling the mentally weak. We are putting them on a pedestal. And society as a whole, the human race as a whole, is suffering for it. Hence why you're seeing falling since the 1970s, drastically falling um, IQ rates, uh, drastically falling testosterone rates in men besides the plastic and all that. I mean, but you, you just are literally, because we're interrupting natural selection, you're having but a weaker human race. And I want to know what that's not, It's not the entire world, though. China, they discourage use of antibiotics. They yeah, make antibiotics. They make like 80% of the antibiotics in the world. But they, the Chinese people don't take antibiotics. Yeah, because antibiotics, I mean, people will say I'm crazy for saying this, but the human body, to me, was meant it to be tested. It weakens your immune tested. system. Yeah, it does, because your body thinks, like, I can't fight without help, basically. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why COVID took hold in the West so, so easily. Is because everybody's kind of unhealthy and are, and everybody's being kept alive by like heart medication, right? Heart medication. So you, if you get a real, all kinds of medi medications, you've got basically uh, old population, right? That's just being kept it's alive by meds. On pain meds, yeah, and all that shit. And then you, if you get like a virus, they're it's just going to wipe you out. Whereas Japanese old guys in Japan who are like ninety are like rock solid. Even like the flu shot, for example, young people even get that yearly. Now, I want, you know, you're supposed to get the flu, you know, and let your body fight it off. I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm He-Man or whatever. I'm not. But if I have like an infection, I get I get strep infections a lot. I usually just let them run their course unless I get a fever. If I get a fever, then I'll take a Tylenol or two and knock it down. That's all. You know, but I don't yeah. try not to take antibiotics. The, only, the only thing that we've got going for us is the reason why we're here, like is because our families have 
strong immune systems. We sur- right. Our, right. our sort of genetic code survived. So right. we're pretty strong anyway, but we're being weakened on purpose because we're, we're tied. It's just like if you put all the money into weapons and you put all the money into vi- finding viruses and vaccines, that's what's going to happen, wars and viruses. So right. wherever they're channeling the money, but the elites just want to create monopolies to, to create real money, to, you know, to control the money. They want to put it in one place and say, this is what we're doing, and I'm invested in this. So let's all do this. You're all going to die of the virus, but I'm going to provide you with the, with the cure, and I'm going to make money off that. And that's it's just, a goods and service. So, yeah, right. but it's all, it's all kind of channeled in one direction. It's, so you're either on one side of the fence or the other. It's basically he's saying it's like artificial, though, uh, supply and demand in a sense. Artificial. Yeah, they, they work to create monopolies because those are the things that they can really profit from. Right. I mean, see, my thing is this. I used to be like a person into politics. I used to have my political views. I used to be very, very political. Now it's like you, me, everybody in this chat, everybody probably who will listen to this chat. None of us are of any real, I mean, significance by, by which I mean, I can't affect any change. You can't affect any change. So what the fuck is even the point of being involved? I'm not saying, like, is one you know, person would we're say, just well, pe- we're peasants. Right. Yeah. We, the, we do Miser, that, that feeling is called enlightenment. You realize that you're nothing and you're never going to be anything. And uh, all you can really do is get wasted and... Uh, have you, have you read Being a Nothingness? Yeah. What, what is have it? you read Embrace Being a Nothingness? What is it called? You can take things light or heavy, right? Yeah. Being, what, what was it, I've forgotten the author. Was it Being a Nothingness or... Being a Nothingness? Oh, the, the unbearable lightness of being? That's it, that's it. The unbearable lightness. Yeah, yeah some people take, take, it, take things heavy. Some people take things light. Yeah. Or you take it wasted. Wasted. Yeah, Miser, you need to ask Wasted how to live by the code of Wasted. As I hope Why all the Brasky Fat Cat listeners, you know, knowing that you listen to Brasky Fat Cast, we, we want to inform you and get you guys on the right path. So, well, Wasted, me, can you tell us the uh, the rules of living Wasted and how we can go about living more Wasted? I do actually have a question for Wasted, One, just one quick question. Why don't you write a book, by the way, Mr. Wasted? I've written three books. Do you have, like, a, like... Did you uh, buy like, them? Did anybody buy my book? Well, let me ask you, are they fictional or are they like life yeah. books? Do you remember they were like sort of Charlie Sheen fan fiction? Well, why don't you know what I'm saying is why don't you write like a Jordan Peterson style, you know, life guide? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not I'm not fucking with you. I'm asking. I'm being dead ass. Everything that I'm saying is basically stolen from somebody else. So so copyright well, issues. <laughs> well, no, you, what, you it's were just my own my own. Yeah. It's just common sense. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not. You know, like it's, you said, it's nothing, um, nobody else hasn't already said. Yeah, but it's just putting it together. Wasted. But it's easier theory, to come up with these things when you're drunk. Oh yeah, dude. The, the <laughs> fact that you've posted some great posts in these years about Most how of video my games posts are drunk. Yeah, and you know what? Showing up. I'm glad you're here. Trust me. But man, I'm pissed that you're not drinking. I mean, I almost want you to go break into the neighbor's house and this go is get behind some baseball. Sun. This is what I do at nine a.m. What you just do? What you hang? I'm back playing with. zombie games and have anxiety about COVID. Do you have I'm any? Read do you have any pharmaceuticals in your 
apartment that you could abuse that would get you wasted? <laughs> All right, why? I, have, I like, like mixing ibuprofen with alcohol. That might be Ooh. why my liver is like Ooh. quite fucked up. I took, I took a couple of things. Does that, does that even do anything? I mean, oh, yeah. Other it, than it, messing yeah, the liver it, up? Ibuprofen and alcohol, it just it just makes you it's almost like it, that can kill you, man. It's That's more like a downer. You know, it yeah, puts you to sleep. Ibuprofen well, and alcohol I've, in a I've, slow... mixed, I've mixed Benadryl with alcohol, which which truly is a downer and can kill you. I've got Benadryl. But, I I'm yeah, always but, I always yeah, take antihistamines. Well if you got antihistamines, take about take a handful of them and get I a little take, waste. I take it. two every day. But pharmacologically though, ibuprofen and alcohol, that's like literally toxic for your liver. Like not even like out like not even a joke. That like that's like a good way towards liver failure, man. Yeah. yeah. That's why I do it. Be careful. No, I'm taking careful. it to the edge every day. I uh, I took two no, but, part of this. And that's a rule of living wasted, rule. guys. Rule number six. Take it to the edge every day to live wasted. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I don't believe in moderation. I'm an I'm an all or all or nothing kind of guy. Moderation's for pussies. I'm an American. Fuck moderation. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm American. Like you know, I'm, I'm losing weight. I'm moderation is like ten weight. beers a day, right? And yeah. so moderation is not doing heroin. I just don't eat. <laughs> You're like, well, why don't you? Why don't you eat just like one slice of pizza? It's like, well, you want you? When you, you know, go why, fuck why your mother. You, you know, have whole fucking pie. I, yeah, I, order, I always order two pizzas. Yeah, I, I usually eat. I can eat two. Guys, two. guys, what's everyone's go-to pizza order? Wasted, what's your go-to pizza order? Pa- Papa John's, but at the moment it has to be some like non non-branded pizza because they don't really have Papa John's. All right, Miza, give us some little fucking Italian joint with some Dago fuck who's hairy as. You know, as a gorilla comes out and makes my pie, what's the place? Uh, there's what the fuck? There's um, there's a place that's a that's a nearby where I live called uh, Pete's. They're good. They're they're they're, okay. they're they're good. Um, I I don't like the. I mean, I don't really like the establishment joints like Papa John's and shit. Well, what I mean, do you I get on your pizza miser? Um, it depends. I mean, it depends on my mood. Usually, I'll get like uh, like like, like a meat slice or like you know, like fucking. Uh, you got your sausage and whatnot, um, peppers and shit. Um, or I'll get, or I'll get. I'm trying to think of the fucking. You know what I always fucking loved was the ZD slices. Oh my god, I love those. Those are good. Um, All right, next one up, ET. Where do you get your pizza? What do you get on it? Buffalo chicken. Well, we don't have a lot of options in Japan. Uh, I mean, we have Domino's and Pizza Hut, but it's just a little off. It just doesn't taste as good as back home. And the Jappers oh, love some crazy shit like like corn and mayonnaise and teriyaki oh. sauce on their pizza. Are you yeah, in in China they like Oreo and pineapple pizza. Oh, oh. so wait, wait, wait. When, Oreo, I, when I do get Oreos? pizza in Japan, I Oreos. I just oh. I just stick with uh I try to just get a a nice margarita. Just say just give me the the dough and the sauce and the cheese and I would I would you know back home I love pepperoni but here the pepperoni sucks. It's it's like. Well, dude, it's I only I only eat Hawaiian yeah. pizza. I don't like Hawaiian pizza. I do. <laughs> I, I like it. I like Hawaiian pizza. Oh, well, you're a fag. Well, you know, I mean, you're a beautiful man. What could I say? Can't help yeah. it. Well, you well, wouldn't guys. think that if you didn't eat pineapple pizza. What? <laughs> well, well, if you put gar- the Papa John's has the best garlic butter. Yeah, but Papa John's is shit. It's the Papa worst. Good if you're if you're if you're slumming it for. It a has the most like toppings though. 
They got that amazing Ugh. cheese bread. Ugh, I love the fucking cheese. Disgusting cardboardy sust crust and like rancid cheese. Papa John's is Dude. the worst chain. If you're gonna eat a chain, don't eat. Papa I think John's. Domino's is Domino's and Pizza Hut are worse. Domino's is what? Which is the one that has the fat fucking cheese bread? Am I right? It's Papa John's, right? That fucking the the garlic and cheese bread, like where it's like. Oh yeah, it. that's Papa John's. Yeah. yeah if I can avoid it, I don't eat at any of the chain places. I mean, any any no, good I, mom I prefer to order, uh, yeah, real Italian place. Yeah, so do I. I mean, we got a few places around here. We got a few guys from New York that moved down to North Carolina that can make a pie. But if I'm but going for regular pizza, expensive. franchise pizza, my I'm going to fucking kill you. Stop over-talking. Um, if I'm going for a regular pizza, I'm going to go with a uh, Little Caesars Extra Most Bestest, which Axel's Old introduced me to. And yeah. for 6 bucks, you get fucking tons of pepperoni, tons of cheese. And it's a 6 bucks pizza, so you can buy a few of them for the family. It's good shit. And how much is it? Six dollars. Wow, and and, you, and it's like you said, it's family size. Yeah, it's a large pizza, dude. It's a large pepperoni with extra cheese and extra pepperoni. It's fucking covered. That's, it's called the extra most bestest. That's a fucking terrific deal. I mean, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. And it's not See, bad. Yeah. I mean, it's better than Domino's. Right now, I just made my own. Now. That's uh, that's another reason. You know what? What Miser was blathering on for fifteen minutes. What he could have summed up in thirty seconds is uh, <laughs> right. You know, the fact that in the last hundred years through human innovation, mostly white people, um, (laughs) we've eliminated, you know, hunger and cold and, you know, darkness. I mean, we we basically live in eternal sunshine in uh, temperature control. We can eat whatever we want. You could eat a goddamn large pizza for six bucks i mean that's why everyone's fat and stupid and there's too many people on the planet you make you make it sound like we fucking live in like a utopia like fucking star trek though the way you describe it it, it is compared to, to my years dear friend mr arnold lane of gnfnr we live in the movie uh what is it idiocracy by mike judge yeah i've never seen that one. Oh, yeah. it's what we live in it's a documentary i highly recommend it I got. I got to check it out. But they're, they're, they're all combined, aren't they? It's the same people that are making you sick with all this food that are then selling you the medicine to make you feel better. Yes, I mean it's a yeah. And, and again, that's that's something I mentioned earlier. I don't understand. I can't grasp the, that kind of concept of greed. I mean, what? Well, six, what are these people? Six why people own the media, right? Six billionaires control the media. So right. anything that's said in on mainstream media is basically vetted by six people because yeah, if you don't say the right people, thing, yeah, these six people's opinions are controlling the, the entire the, world has to believe because they're in charge. And you can see since when Trump got in, he's a, he's an idiot, but he's just saying all this stuff out loud and they just totally shut him down. Right. Well, yeah, because I've said it he doesn't know times. what he's, he doesn't was, know how to I was never a fan of Trump. I always thought he was kind of an asshole back in the 80s. But I have never in my life witnessed a more coordinated and obvious character assassination. Like, it was like watching, you know, the two-minute hate in 1984. Yeah. It's I mean, because I've they can't say, yeah, it's because they can't say, no, we shouldn't go to war. They can't say, uh, no, all these these trade deals are shit. No, 
they can't say that. So what they say is he's a like a Nazi or, you know, he's sexist or he's whatever, you know, they can't go after him for what the people want, because what the people want is pretty nice. Right. It's and, like and something it worked, from a nursery book or something. It worked. There are so many people in my life that I thought were highly intelligent, critical thinking people. Yeah. And they're completely brainwashed. They really think this guy, you know, wants to cut their kids' heads off and fuck the stump. I mean, he's yeah, just a guy. Kind of, he's just a guy. He's just a dude. Well, they, they sort of it's, – uh, identita- it's identitarian propaganda, isn't it? It's what the yeah. left does. They attack people from their personal – they don't say anything's wrong. They don't really know what his policies are. They just say he's orange. He's sexist. Right. He's a criminal. But, none of but isn't, it, isn't it just amazing how effective it was? I mean, I've never seen anything like it. I think China does that just from the get-go so that nobody really gets wet. Nobody in China would get like Trump. You know what I mean? So well, yeah. yeah. It does happen, but it's all it's on these in kind of these totalitarian states that already exist. Like nobody's telling Kim Jong-un what to do. Well, I know this way. Trump leaves office. We have pretty much peace in the Middle East. We got all these countries like the United Arab Emirates making peace deals with Israel. Within four months, Israel is back fucking blowing up uh, Palestine and fucking East or West Gaza or whatever the fuck shit nation Palestinians are in. And they're bombing the hell out of them. Russia's already yeah. back being a big dick on the thing. The president of Belarus literally just kidnapped the fucking flight of, <laughs> of passengers to get a guy off the plane that he didn't like. I mean, the world is literally burning. When Trump was in imagine, office... Imagine if that was Trump. Oh, if fuck. Trump was, like, causing trouble with Russia and starting a war in Israel to do... Like, nobody talks in the media about Biden's... What is it? Three hundred, uh, $173 million... No, $731 million arms deal to Israel. Of course not. No. They didn't talk about that. But they did with told. Trump, didn't they? They brought out every, everything that he was doing was... He's going to start I mean, a you've war. You've lived in America. You lived in China. You really think there's any difference between the two? In, in the U.S., in the U.S., you can basically, as a, a citizen, you can just talk utter shit, right? And nobody will say anything. But in for China, now. they can they can come for you. Like you do have human rights in the West, right? You, for you, now. You, even if you're like a terrorist in the U.K., for example, we have known terrorists like just saying stuff in the media. And you can't deport them because of human rights. Right, yeah, right. But in China, they just like go, no, we don't like this guy. He, and he just, you just disappear, right? Well, but I they, just think but, what's, but if, they, what's if you're a citizen... Those, those human rights are eroding extremely yeah, quickly. Yeah, that's, that's what's changed, is that now, they're ter- because they're not, they're, for some reason, they're not allowed to go into other countries. You know, terrorism has been stamped out. Like, nobody really believes it exists. So now they're making the American people terrorists. Well, yeah, so that's John, the, the, John the Brennan six, is now, yeah. The six billionaires said, okay, what are we going to do next? And they said, ah, oh, white supremacy. Yeah, that's it. I, I mean, that's don't get me wrong. CIA. January 6th, there were a bunch of dumb hillbillies that were storming the Capitol. But I'd say probably 70% of them were your fucking grandparents in the Walmart Greer. I mean, you're getting mad at some fucking 75-year-old woman that has I Love Trump fucking uh, t-shirt well, on. They've kind of She's admitted that. They've admitted that because of the 500 people they arrested, they have released 70% of them pre-trial. But they've kept the guy, with, you know, they've kept QAnon Shaman and the zip tie guy 
in prison. They've kept 50. Yeah. But the zip ties, the zip guy, you know, the zip tie guy, he found those zip ties in the, in the, in the Capitol building. He didn't go in with them. So he's going to get off. You mean just like the cement blocks during the riots last year that every Black Life Matters fucking riot, somehow there was a pallet of cement blocks that were just randomly left there. (laughs) And the, the co-founder of BLM, he's, He's basic. He's he's quit BLM because he's been funneling all the money into his mansion. So the co-founder of BLM has been basically stealing all the money from the charity. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Not not a great, upstanding, wonderful organization like BLM. Stop. Well, it's, no. it's a charity. It's actually just a tax. It's a tax uh, loophole for people for people who want to. People fund- are retards. People are so stupid. I'm so sick of it. I hate being smarter than everybody. Well, look at it this way, dude. Come along and just hit me really hard in the head. Not enough to kill me, but just make me stupid. E.T., look at the reason why GNFNR went down. A certain poster, who can speak if they want to, made a certain post inferring. Inferring. How to go back there, please? You know, if you don't mind. All right. right, We'll leave it alone. No, I think. But the fact that the PC police came back. I mean, I don't know who did it. I don't know what happened, but I think we have yeah. certain enemies at a certain vagina board, and they were butt hurt, and they got us taken. Oh. That's my theory, anyway. Which, by the way, have you guys seen on that certain vagina board, which you guys all noted posters of back in the day, that they're now doing advertisement? Like, they have, like, if you click on their website, it now has, like, advertisement pictures and everything, because fucking Downs uh, is failing as a photographer? I, I don't know. Um, I use Adblock Plus or whatever, so... I don't well, when, see ads because ads are gay. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm expecting some Minimusil fucking ads on there. So but I also, I ha- I, I've said this before on the other fat cast. I haven't been able to get back into the Jiner because I, I forgot my password and I just, I don't even give a shit. I don't want to go back there. It's, was your password Downsy's a fag? <laughs> oh, that, that was it. Yeah, let me go back in there. See, I got you covered, brother. Yeah. So, what you Speak, Speaking of fag, was this a picture I saw with you in a crossdresser? Listen, that is a friend of mine who used to be a troll on the boards known as Walker, who has transitioned into being Madeline. And to be honest with you, I don't give a flying fuck how someone dresses, who they're fucking, as long as it's not a kid or a fucking animal. Let them do whatever the hell they want. I don't care. Madeline was heading up to uh, a You know what? I'm okay with animals. I think that's fine. I mean, I don't want to do it. You but... sick fuck. You sick yeah, bastard. I eat animals. Who cares if someone wants to fuck it before I eat it? As long as well, there's no wait, wait, do, you think, do you think Rang- Ray- Ragnar's ever fucked a goat? Oh, are you kidding? Of course. He's probably got a whole family of little goats. His wife is probably a, a goat, man. <laughs> well, his, his wife is his sister, and she is a goat. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. But, no, uh, my question, uh, you know, this, this Walker person. Sure. Correct me, I'm, you're, you're, you're standing up for, for them, uh, saying they're uh, an upright, good person. But no, 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 no. They're definitely a troll. Don't get me wrong. But me and their relationship I become Walker friends was, over the years. I thought was single-handedly responsible for all the fucking takedowns, all the videos on YouTube. He has a full-time job, or Madeline has a full-time job. How would that be possible? I don't know. I thought it well, was take, we all know who's responsible for it, and if we say the name three times in a mirror, it will fucking magically appear. So why? I don't you know. know who it is. I know There's who it is. There's a lot of like deep forum stuff 
that I'm not privy to. I'm like surface level forum guy. You know, I only, I only, I, I never interacted with Madison. I mean, I, I'm sure I did, but not as Madison. I'm sure I interacted with her several oh, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things. But you know, well, like I said, I, I'm I'm very much a surface level guy, and you know, a lot of this stuff is only legend to me. As I would suggest to everybody who's listening to this or hears about this, I suggest everyone be a surface level person when it comes to GNR forms. It's my fault that I got sucked into it from time to time, but it's really not worth getting too much invested in because there's not going to be new music anytime fucking soon. Um, yeah. Fucking, the music just isn't happening. The band doesn't give a shit about us. The fan base is mentally retarded. It's either Zoomers, Boomers, or fucking weirdos. And, uh, you know, they seriously, choose the group. Guns, I have never seen such a collection of assholes as Guns N' Roses fans. Hey, oh. I saw a guy yesterday in Tokyo, just this dweeb-ass-looking Japanese guy who probably couldn't get laid if he had 10 grand in his pocket and he was wearing a Guns N' Roses shirt. That's and, like the usual illusion suburban fans, right? They're not dancing on Sunset Strip. They're just oh, like ordinary things. people, regular people. Yeah, we call them soccer moms and soccer dads. They, yeah. you know, they they well, they want to hear Paradise City. They want to hear Jungle. They want to hear Patience. They want to hear Sweet Child of Mine. And then you know something, some anytime some Chinese democracy crap comes up, that's their their piss but, break. But, but how do they identify with the with Guns and Roses? If you know what I mean, like I in the Appetite I, I era, like they, these are like supposedly heroin addicts. Buddy. No, no, those are just those are casual fans. It's and it's a brand, you know. It's like oh, it's, you know, it's like people wearing Ramones T-shirts. Nobody really and not, likes the Ramones like that. Guns and Roses has been played more on the radio in the last thirty years than probably any American rock band except Metallica. So there's a lot of fans. There's a lot of general public. The thing is, we're right, like, but, let's but, say they have a fan base see, in the world of two hundred million fans. We're dealing with the fucking two hundred thousand fucking retard fans. The, exactly, the hardcore fans. I remember the first time I really experienced it because um, I was like the last holdout. By the time I was in high school, uh, GNR was done, illusions were done. You know, Axel was making big promises, but nothing was happening. Everybody move on, you know, Nirvana, Nine Inch Nails, whatever. And I'm still sitting there wearing my Use Your Illusion t shirt. Everyone else was out of it. And then there was the dark years, you know, like 95 to, you know, 2000 whatever and uh in 1999 i went to uh there was a concert venue right near my apartment at the time and the cult was playing that night and so i just kind of walked over there during the day while they were loading stuff up and i happened to see matt sorum and i had him sign uh my my one of my gnr records but there were other people waiting for him like the first encounter I had with these hardcore lunatics and, and like one of the guys looked like a Columbine shooter. He had a long black trench coat in the middle of July, just zitty face. And he's like, do you like GNR? I like GNR. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I like him. He goes, the audience do I sound like different, in different yeah. countries though, right? And he, sing, and he sings for me and stuff. What is wrong with these people? Are these U.S. audiences? Yes, and, yeah, and it, met, I would I've say it's different in every country though. Like in Germany, it's all like metal fans. Hmm. 
Interesting. Right. And then in in Asia, it's just like almost pop or punk. They're not really, or maybe metal, but if there's well, the, the, the Asian the, markets, not they're not like animal. They're not in the lifetime or whatever. The Japan shows it was mostly like aging, you know, like former eighties rock. Like, you know, guys like around. 40s, 50s, and their their saggy girlfriends, but but there was a handful of young kids, just a handful. But when I saw I saw a, a Chinese democracy show, if I can speak, uh, there were a lot more young people, and they were like, there were there were these two really young girls, and they're like, we love DJ Ashba, and that was hmm. a, just a different crowd. It was weird. But, but yeah, it was the Taiwan show. Back. Everybody knew Ashba. I didn't even know who he was. I didn't yeah, unless they thought he was Slash. Um, well, what do you call? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and explain what uh, ET was asking as far as why, for one, why the fan base is still weird because GNR. Am I, am I, can you hear me? I'm sure if I'm on audio. Oh yeah, no, I'm on mute. Okay. Um, because GNR was a uniquely dysfunctional band. And I think that people who, who grew up in dysfunctional homes, as myself, and I'm speaking for myself as well, and I think it, I think it applies to others, people who grew up in deeply dysfunctional homes, I think they kind of latch onto that because it relate they can relate to the dysfunctional aspect of it. Because, I mean, if you, if you look at it like a lot of rock bands, there's very few that are as toxic or as dysfunctional as GNR. And that's why you I get the hardcore into it because they relate to Axel's. Uh, I don't know. At the time, at the time, Guns N' Roses came out, they were the most fucked up. Well, yeah, like, it was like Def Leppard and these other bands weren't really that fucked up. There's this toxic aura that always has surrounded the band. Even now, it surrounds it, and it's. Yeah. I don't mean okay, but like, here, look. I'm sorry to talk over you, but look at. For example, Oasis. Oh, wait, oh, Brasky's raising his hand. He wants to say something. Yes, guys, I just don't want to be a dick and interrupt. Um, hey, so one of the things that I wanted to bring up since we have Wasted here is the person that got me to re-listen to Chinese Democracy and get a different view on it was actually Wasted. And I know Wasted's sober, oh, wow. so he's not going to be able to give his kind of uh, unique perspective <laughs> as he did to sell me on it. But I would love if Wasted would kind of just go into any degree of his opinion on the album, the songs, or anything about it, because Wasted has the most interesting take out of anyone on the community about that, in my opinion. So I'll shut up now. <laughs> in terms of it just being a Guns N' Roses album. Well, yeah, the way you describe the songs, do you, the way you describe what Axel was trying to do with it, the way you describe... I think a lot of the songs are very similar to other songs that they've already made. How so? Right. I just think that they started off, if you listen to the demos, you know, the, the tracks from, was it 2000 Intentions era or 2000? They started off with some kind of, uh, they kind of original, like Shackler's Revenge, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Shackler's Revenge. It, it doesn't sound like uh, You Could Me Mine, Not Bucket's first demo. But they worked on it long enough until it got, kind of basically started to sound like you could be mine in revert like a new metal you know with the soaring chorus the you know you listen to the beginning of it it sounds yeah. a bit like a distorted you, you could mm-hmm. be and that happens on every song sorry is basically don't cry um you know 
this I love is basically a pocket-sized November mm. rain, right? Mm-hmm. With yeah. all, it has different sounds, like different sounds, like it has an influence from all these different places, like new metal or, but alcohol dynamically, 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 something like there was a time sounds basically like breakdown. Just listen, yeah, if you I'll listen to the arrangement. That. I, I always and then, thought yeah, that yeah. could have been an, an illusion song, like an illusion. Yeah, all ethics. of them, hang, all hang of on. them. Yeah, I want to hear this guy. I want to hear this because this is like actually rather profound. And like, okay, and okay, Chinese about. democracy, the song is basically jungle, right? It's just a faster, speeded up jungle. The riff is jungle, maybe going instead of it being a descending chord, it's it's going up, but it's basically it's the same kind of riff. Wasted. This is a great theory. I've never heard it, but I've said it for like ten years. If if uh, if that's the case, that that it was the the label that put it together because no what didn't necessarily band members like band members like think everybody said okay we get our we we know our job is here we need to make these songs sound like guns and roses and that's what they worked to do but they couldn't get the sound right but they could you know like think has said quoted as saying you know we sort of worked out what axel likes to sing over and basically Mm -hmm. You know, you can see Buckethead is like playing around in the studio with like Out to Get Me. And then mm-hmm. he just ends up with Scrape, Scrape's Riff, something like that. I like that song, you yeah. know? Yeah. I like Scrape. I'm one of the only people that like Scrape. No, I do too. I, it's very, it has like a, it reminds me of AFD and it's, it's on Yeah, way. it's like Out to Get Me or something. Yeah. And I'm actually lucky. I saw it live. They kind of, they only played it like. Ten times or something. Yeah, and then disappeared from those. It went down the memory hole. But uh, getting yeah, back, it's probably I'm, ne- it's never I'm coming back. Fascinated mm. by them. So, and then you've you also got you've got sort of you've got Axel's vocals, which are the melodies. So in the end, you've basically got the band doing an impression of Guns N' Roses, mm-hmm. and you've got the singer. So it's in the end sounds basically like a Guns N' Roses album played by a new metal band. It basically, I say new metal. I mean that very generally. No, I know what you mean. Like, a, yeah, a new, literally a new metal band. But like definitely like a 1999-2000 era band. Yeah, that sound is what, what you know, Nine Inch Nails or whatever. But basically, it sounds yeah. like what you're trying to say. I'm cor- correct me if I'm wrong. I like that. But it's kind of like what you're trying to say, it sounds like, is like that Chinese democracy is almost like a reboot of Appetite for Destruction, to use modern, you know, lingo, as they say. Yeah, well, it's half and half, right? It's you've got songs brilliant. which are lifted. You've got songs which are lifted from AFD songs. Like Chinese democracy, uh, mm-hmm. what's uh, better? Better's basically, uh, you know, it's basically Nine Inch Nails playing Freebird or Sweet Child of Mine, right? Yeah. It's the same mid tempo beat. But then there's the ones that I like are the ones that I feel could be use your illusion sequels, like Yeah, There Was Time or Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye, yeah. Honestly, yeah. those are the more boring tracks to me because my favorite song on that whole album is actually Shacklers. And, um, but that's, that's not true. Track. Miser, you keep changing your opinion. Miser lies. Written, at one point or another, made a post about how each song was the best one on. I mean, I do go through with that particular album, I do go through phases with it because I do find, I listen to it and I find I it. Because I know. Exactly. 
and I've actually agreed with you that I think catcher, I love catcher. I mean, some people just think it's a piece of shit, but I think it's, I really love the outro, how it's, it's just, it just keeps going. Like he just keeps coming up with more. It reminds me of coma, how like it just keeps going. I like that. Uh, well, it reminds me of one in a million. Oh yeah, 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 you know, yeah. thematically, the thematically, the outro, the outro, yeah, thematically, it's basically liberal baiting, right? He's just like one in a million was like baiting liberals in yeah. in sort of uh, you know would, PC non-PC Would you say there's uh, would you say there's kind of an analogy for Atlas Shrugged kind of? Kind well, of gives like a well I think it's a, a balance, isn't it? I mean, it's only based on the titles. Catcher in the Rye is like subconscious, and yeah. Atlas Shrugged is a objective book. But to talk about you know, objectivism, Atlas is, right? It's definitely it's like a, the it's book. just kind of a generic power ballad. Like okay, the like song, the song. I'm talking about the the two yeah, books. I see yesterday. The two books. So Axel is probably he shit. What is he? He's saying in. In Catcher, he's saying that he doesn't really believe in this subjective take on the world where you allow people to be, be take loads of prescription drugs and become a school shooter, right? And he's blaming, he's blaming uh, Salinger for creating that with Mark David Chapman. And he's also making a wider comment about school shooters. But with Atlas, it's more of an objective, you know, uh, objectivism. So Axel can't shoulder the kind of, you know, like the industrialists. They're the machine, they're the industrialists that, that make the world run. Axel is like basically cast himself in that role and said, well, I couldn't take it. I couldn't do it. I don't think he's smart enough. I think you're reading. No, I, I think he, I think he's smarter than one. Than I think one he's kid. not, it's not smart. It's, it's just reacting to a book you read that you read something like Atlas Slug, you feel like a pussy, right? You, it makes you feel well, like I'm couldn't, a fucking retard. Get past the first you know, few pages, you know, gentlemen. It, it basically says you don't you don't work. You, you're not an engineer. You, you're useless. So gentlemen, yeah. if, just yes, I'm wasted. Please continue here in a second. I just wanted to make an official statement from the Brasky Fatcast. Hey, uh, other GNR podcast, suck our fucking dick. This is why <laughs> we are by far the fucking best, and you suck. Please, wasted miser. E.T. enlighten us. Thank you, Jim. Continue, Wasted, please. You're, you're actually a, like, fucking, like, like, I feel like I'm going on an acid trip just listening to you. And I mean, I, I fucking told you, dude. I must be wasted. Yes! No, because, yeah, because yeah, I feel like I, yeah, you really are, like, opening my mind just listening. So please do continue. No, I think it's, it's, it's I've only great. got a certain amount of material. Go ahead. I mean, unfortunately, you know, I'm sorry to sound like a dick, but, you know, there's a bit of, there's a bit of college professor kind of wankery in uh, interpreting stuff that we, we really I don't personally yeah, I don't we, like we don't know I, what we don't know what Axel thinks. Yeah, but that's all I, I don't think I it's always wanna just hear straight from the artist. I don't wanna hear from some smug yeah, professor but, saying, Oh, well this is what he means when he did this. Mm-hmm. But he's well, not, not saying really, I think it's a more saying. general it's a more general point is that just for those two songs, there's, there's a binary there. But I think it's actually like, still think, just being a dick. You know what I mean? But, you know, he's Axel, still rejecting. I mean, he's he's so obsessed with what people think about him. And he just, he wanted to be viewed as a, a serious artist so bad. And he writes this ridiculous 
ridiculous fucking word salad bullshit about, you know, if you've ever attempted to read the liner notes he wrote. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He wants to be seen as an intellectual, but everyone's just going to look at him. He will forever be, you know, white trash from Lafayette. Indiana. I think he's got his own, like, almost a style of, a style of a, a take, a way of his take is often the set, often very similar, yeah? He says the obvious thing, and then he he reacts against it, and then he kind of comes to a conclusion. My thing you know, is, that's I always think... his pro- his process on all the lyrics. It's sort of like that. He never takes it at face value. He has to kind of make it his own. It's about him and his reaction to some situation. It just turned out a book was ju- it's just basically like a chick. Right. If a chick fucks me, he writes a song. I don't know how many times I've wished that, that, you know, he would have just let somebody write songs for him and just sing songs. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, but I wouldn't want to hear him singing bullshit, pat, like fucking sleaze metal that somebody wrote. I mean, Chinese democracy for all its... I don't know. I, I rather would I would have rather had, you know, a mediocre album with, with one or two good songs on it every five years and, and a tour... Like Pearl Jam does. Then. I would rather. I would rather that too. I get what you're saying. Rather than nothing, but than nothing, which is what uh, we got. Fucking I'm nothing. Though. But hey, good news. Uh, you know, Brasky reported it. It's you know, I think we can count on it. There's a brand new song you've never heard, and it's called "Ain't Going Down," and we're gonna hear it on the Use Your Illusion box set. I think most of that is just the, they're managing their, their fame. You know, they, they shot to fame oh, and Brassy. they had to manage it. Hi. Um, so here's the deal, dude, that ain't going down. I mean, I've confirmed it. Madeline's confirmed it, which, sorry, guys, Maddie's about as legit as they come to. Uh, a certain magician lord, don't say his name, has yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, also yeah. confirmed, don't say it, motherfucker. <laughs> I was also confirmed that Ain't Going Down's happening. Heart School's going to be played sometime in the concerts, too. They're going to do a surprise show, too, before the fucking uh, shows they already got scheduled. That's been in the works. I I know the Atlantic City one just popped up, but I think it's still something else. Think maybe New York City, think Vegas, think L.A., think Small Club. Let me ask you a question about that. New York City or or AC? Because I'm in that area. How would one get access to that? Since, I mean, they're probably probably secret warm-ups, so how how would one... Basically, Miser, Miser, I'm going to ask you this legitimately. Do you really want that? Because I can put you in touch with somebody. Is that what you want? I mean, honestly, I wouldn't. I haven't seen them since 2006. If I can get a reasonable price, I wouldn't mind. 250 or under? Yeah, under under 250, maybe. Because anything above that, I will reach out to person more than that. I would get back to you. It would be. I would love to see them in a club. Can you imagine? But if you go, Miser, if you go, you don't know Bill Brasky. No matter how many times fucking Gio asks you, because Gio, even though he's a sweetheart, has actually wanted me to join him in a mixed martial arts match, and I'm oh, almost wow. terrified. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, he wants Who's to give me a little Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He wants to get me a little warmed up. So when uh, the black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, Mister Fernando Alassad, who trains with the fucking Gracies. Then Fernando wants me, and I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm going to let yeah, you no, get no, back I, to GNR talk. Oof. I have no idea who you Yeah, are. for real, though. I mean, we all like to shit on fat, wheezy Axel, but I think it'd be fun as hell to go see them at, like, a, a, a thousand-seater club, you know? Just I, saying, boys. I, 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 I think that will happen eventually, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, well, it, it a happened, Vegas it residency. Happened. 
it happened with the other band, but well, I saw you know. them at Hammerstein. That was the last time I saw them back in 2006. Jesus. Um, when, yeah, when Izzy took the stage. One of the greatest uh, shows yeah. of all time. I, I saw. Yeah. I saw them, it was. It was. I mean, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I saw them on the May 17th show. I was just pure oh. fan. And that was the, that was the first show that Izzy showed up oh, since 1993. And I'm like, oh shit. Hey, Miser. Yeah. Did you know that Duff was backstage? No, I had no idea. Duff was in New York. He might not have been, sorry, he might not have been backstage that night, but anyone in the know will let you know that Duff was in New York that week getting ready to record with them and getting ready to hop on stage with them and do everything. The only reason why is because Tommy came back apologizing. Axel's very, very loyal. Tommy was one of the only people loyal to him since the beginning. It was pretty much him and Dizzy. Tommy had alcohol issues, and Tommy was going to work on it, but Duff was coming back in 06, kids. Uh Slash wow. wasn't too far behind back then either. That's right, why that, Adler oh, did. That, that was around the time. That reminds me. House. Remember, remember when Adler did his uh, his anniversary show, and uh, who played with him? Like Duff, Duff definitely went out and played with Slash him. did. And Slash I think did. He he might have. I'm not sure. I feel like Slash was there, but he he refused to get on stage. I think Gilby was there. Gilby was there. Yeah, Gil- well, Gilby goes anywhere that he'll get any sort of attention. I mean, no offense to the man, but still. Well, he's got a family was there. Doesn't he have kids? Because huh? at the time, at the time, that was like huge, huge stuff. Because that was the closest we'd seen to a reunion until the the Hall of yep. Fame. You know? Yeah. But you remember yeah. that Axel offered Slash mm-hmm. to play yeah. on Chinese Democracy, right? I think so. Yeah. Two songs. Well, actually, yeah. he was already on but those songs from original. According, uh, according to Mark Cantor, according to Mark Cantor, he said uh, that if, that if Slash was to recant the stuff he was had said to the media for the past five years at that point, he had two or three songs in mind for him to play on. That's what he told Mark Cantor. You guys do realize Hard School was done back in the fucking before. Robin and shit. Oh, I, be- I believe it was. Done. You do realize this? I love's done. Cantor's the biggest full of shit guy. Mick Wall is full of shit, but at least he's funny. Mark no, Cantor's goddamn this fucking scumbag. This I documented. This I love was like use your illusion, too, I believe, right? Axel yeah. was talking about it all the time. Yeah, but he made it sound so good. good. I waited half my life to hear that fucking song, and it's a piece of shit. But you see, the, and and then getting to the other one that he mentioned, Hard School. Um, that was always called Jackie Chan, and that was before any books came out or anything. Then you have um, you have Matt in his book saying how they recorded a song for the upcoming Jackie Chan movie in 1996. It just lacked vocals and a melody. Um, Duff, back in 96 himself, this you know back at the actual time, said tomorrow we're going to record a song. He was on the Howard Stern show in uh, September of 96, and he said tomorrow we're going to be re- recording a song for the next Jackie Chan house, uh, movie. So that. Actually, two different guys saying it two decades apart means this song must have stuck out in their heads. You so know who I mean? wrote Hard School? I'm thinking that maybe, I mean, both Tommy and uh, Richard Fortas said at various points that some of the stuff they were working on went back to the Slash era. So maybe... Yeah, but Fortas wasn't even around until after... No, but, uh, bias. No, but I'm, he could have been told... I'm sure he was told by Axel, you know, oh, this, by the way, was worked on. Yeah, blah, but... Blah. Look at all the shit Axel tells. Axel told me shit. Axel told me he had three yeah, albums. I do think oh, wait a second. Fuck you, Josh. It's now time. We want your Axel Rose story with Wasted, because Wasted's here. Axel Rose story, now, motherfucker. Okay. Axel Rose story. Uh, like I said, I was 
I was a loyal fan through the dark years, and I, unlike a lot of people, I actually enjoyed The Language of Fear. I thought it was a fun, oh, I love goofy it. little book. I love that book. I thought it was good. I mean, I, you know, it, it never would have got published by an actual publisher if, if Axel Rose wasn't his best friend, but it was fun, you know? And so I became AOL Instant Messenger buddies with Del James. And, um, you know, I, I tried to be cool about it. I didn't really, what's Axel wearing today? You know, I didn't, you know, but it was just really cool to be able to talk to a guy who was very, very, very friendly and casual and, you know, uh, we talked about other stuff too, like collecting toys and things like that. And it worked out in my, from my advantage when they finally went on tour in 2002 it looked like this was it. This is it. Chinese democracy starts now. This is really happening. And um, and I, I wrote to him and said, you know, hey, you know, I'm going I'm going to two shows. I'm going to Cleveland and Columbus. And, uh, you know, I went by myself because nobody wanted to come with me because it's 2002. Nobody likes Guns N' Roses. So um, I, I wrote to him like, hey, I know you're going to be real busy, but, uh, you know, if you're there, I'd love if you could sign my book he's like yeah just look for the bald guy with you know full full sleeve tattoos and you know it was actually it was easy to find him i saw him and uh actually no i think i asked a roadie or something and they they were so amused they actually had this this old paperback that they they found dell and he signs the book for me and you know he says you coming tomorrow i said yeah i got a ticket for tomorrow he says uh you know, just stop by, uh, stop by the VIP, uh, you know, guest list. Uh, who's going with you? And I'm like, oh, I'm going by myself. And he's like, all right, yeah. And so I'm watching the show, and of course I'm having all these emotions seeing the show. But in the back of my head, I'm like, holy shit, am I gonna get a backstage pass tomorrow? And you know, it's kind of hard to. So the the next night, I drive down to Columbus, and. Um, and it was really hard to enjoy that concert because it, they, were, they were playing the identical set list at the time, which they still do. But it was, I mean, it was super identical back then. Uh, I mean, it was, it was the Rock and Rio set list, basically. But when I got to the venue, I went to the front desk and said, hey, my name's, uh, my name's Josh. And then they slide over the uh, after show laminate it wasn't a sticker and i just about shit myself and i put that in my pocket so fast i didn't want anybody to see it and i had kind of crappy seats for the show and i'm watching all these like there were some drunks just drunk soccer moms like you're fat axel your braids are gay and then there were like (laughs) to my right there were like these hardcore obviously my gnr types they were sitting there like just staring like they were watching a, a student film and they were like, mm, he didn't hit the note the same as he did in Vegas. Like, <laughs> and I'm, and I'm watching these guys thinking if you motherfuckers knew it was in my pocket right now, <laughs> you know? And it was awesome. Cause I, you know, I, just, I was like, hurry up and play the goddamn show. I want to go backstage. So afterwards the lights come up, everybody's kind of filing out. And, uh, you know, you know how security is. They're, they're, they're assholes. They're, they're, 
you got to pass, come this way, come this way, you know, blah, blah, blah. Don't, don't stop. Don't look around, you know. Mm-hmm. You're, you're all just little people on a power trip, to use Axel's words. So we get to this backstage holding area, and they say, everybody be cool, no cameras, no autographs, just be cool. Which sucks, because, you know, this is 2002, and I had a disposable camera in my pocket. <laughs> You know, but I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to risk it. So there were about, I would say 20 people, 20 people, mostly young, you know, there were some young kids, but this being Ohio, there weren't a lot of like hot chicks or anything. There were no models or anything. So, so we get back and we're all kind of milling about and it it was a room, uh, not a huge room, lights real low, kind of ambient light, uh, to, boombox playing music kind of low there was drinks there was beer and coke and stuff and i don't think there was any food or anything and i'm just trying my best to be nonchalant and i you know i saw Dell. i'm like oh my god Dell, thank you so much he's, he's, dude chill out don't be a fanboy just chill out and i'm like okay okay <laughs> and um the first people that came backstage were one of the shitty, shitty opening bands, CKY. Anyone see them? Oh, yeah, yeah. In 2002. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're called Camp Kill Yourself. They were uh, the guy from, one of the guys from Jackass, Bam Margera. Bam Margera. It's his brother's band. Don Vito. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I talked to them. I thought they were fun because they were, they were my age. So basically, they were kind of feeling the same thing I was feeling like, holy shit, man, this is Axl Rose and stuff. And, and they were cool. They were down to earth. Yeah. And, um, and then slowly more of the band trickles in. Um, mm-hmm. Dizzy was there. Hmm. Tommy Stinson was there. Uh, I'm waiting for, you know, Fink or Buckethead. They were no shows. They were like, we're not doing this tonight. They, they went to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of talking to people saying, man, I can't believe this is crazy. And then you just, I, I felt the electricity in the air just changed. And I didn't even have to turn around. I knew everybody just kind of froze up because Axel had entered the room. And of course he was flanked by his Earl, the big giant black bodyguard. Earl. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think Earl works for him anymore, but Earl worked for him forever. Yeah, since the illusions, at least. Yeah. And Earl was like inches behind him, just, you know, like Secret Service level security. <laughs> and, uh, and again, like, you know, Miser, you gave me shit because I remember what Denzel was wearing. But the reason I remember that is because, you know, it's an important moment in my life, you know, and I think I, I'm going to want to remember this. I'm trying to take mental notes. I know. I was, only, I was only fucking with you. So I look at Axel out of the corner of my eye. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to look right at him. And, uh, you know, he's noticeably shorter than me. I'm six feet tall. I don't know how tall he officially is, but he's noticeably Five, shorter than me. eight and a half, supposedly. He's wearing a really loose, long-sleeved shirt. Just kind of casual, uh, mm-hmm. maybe because that was the, that was his his jersey era. He wasn't wearing a jersey backstage, but it was just kind of a a loose long sleeve shirt. He was not at all fat, uh, and he had those ridiculous 
cornrows. Oh, God. And I was talking to a girl next to me. She's like, look at him. He looks he looks like a lion with a mane. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like okay. And, you know, like your adrenaline's going because you're in a room with Axel fucking Rose. And I look over and I see, I see the appetite uh, tattoo on his arm. There is, it's, it's, it's a little faded, but there it is. I mean, it, I mean, that's a famous tattoo that you just don't. And so I'm saying to this, this random chick I'm talking to, I'm like, this guy is on an, another level. Like he's one of the most famous people in the last 20 years. I mean, he's like Madonna level, you know, and, and, and we're in a room with him. This is so surreal. It just doesn't feel real. And she's like, yeah, I know. And um, so I didn't, I kind of milled around. I kind of, there was a crowd around him, of course, within reason, because nobody, you know, Earl kept everyone back. And I, there are times, there's one time in my life I wish I could recall everything. It would be that, but I just remember these bits and pieces. Like he was, he actually, was straight up talking about Slash, and this was 2002, which supposedly that was verboten, but somebody asked him about Slash, and he said, yeah, Slash showed up at the Vegas show with his guitar. He thought it was so cute. And I heard that come right out of Axel's mouth. I mean, that's pretty crazy. And uh, then some retard goes, Axel, what do you think the meaning of life is? God. <laughs> and I actually said to the guy, I'm like, oh, come on, don't ask him that. Don't be a retard. But, you know, he did. He said, he said something like, well, you know, I just, I'm trying to be like a force of good in the, in the, in the world. And, and, and this was my proof. I kept this a secret for a long time. It was, it was kind of my, my, my proof that I met Axl Rose because nobody knew this at the time. He's like, one of the songs on the album I wrote it about my brother-in-law who's an arms dealer and he's like a force of evil in the world. And, you know, I'm trying to counter that by being a force of good. And we know now that that's about Riyadh and the Bedouins, right? Indeed we do. Yeah. He, he, but, he says it in the, the booklet. Yeah. But I heard him say it and I have a, I have proof cause I PM somebody on, I think. On uh, civil war, right? No, Civil no. War is inspired by the same. Yeah, guy. maybe the same guy. Yeah, because it was it wasn't it was Aaron Everly's brother or something like that. Mm-hmm. Brother in law, yeah, her yeah. brother. Yeah, I mean, he he said he said brother in law, but I PM somebody way back on Jarmo's site yeah, as proof, and it, and that was before that was before the liner notes had come out. And and then he said something about how it was really serendipitous because he had written this song about Bedouins and for whatever reason Robin Fink showed up to the the studio that day dressed head to toe in like a weird Middle East crazy outfit. Mm. I guess I guess Robin just does stuff like that. So that was one little tidbit I overheard. So when I got a chance, I, I said, okay, I'm going to talk to him one-on-one. I talked to him, and I said, I said, Axel, you know, thanks so much for coming back. This is so cool. And I said, I, you know, I, I read about This I Love. I'd really like to hear about that song. And he said, yeah, I think that's going to come out on the third album. I was like, whoa. And then 
so even then he was talking about like this trilogy of albums and um and he was smoking a cigar i remember that and uh i don't know i i think he was just drinking a beer he was just drinking a beer and smoking a cigar i feel like he was heavily sedated and not not like on heroin or anything but it looked like he was on some kind of pharmaceutical that would just allow him to be around people. He had a very glassy look in his eye. But maybe that's just his look. I mean, I've heard that from other people, too. Yeah, I mean, Xanax doesn't give you that look, right, Miser? No. Things like uh, antipsychotics would, though. Um, like, uh, I'm trying to think of... Not like how pure... Remember, this is, this is like a week or maybe two weeks before his meltdown that canceled the whole tour. So he was... You know, it was it was a big effort for, you know, all of this stuff to even happen. And I talked to Del James just a little bit. There were two other people. There was a couple. I was like, hey, how, how, did, how did you guys get back here? And like, we're friends with Del James because um, we're wrestling fans and we talk about wrestling with him. And I was like, that's cool. He's like kind of branching out and inviting these other people. And I told him thanks. And he said, it's like, you know, the best way to thank me is go online, go to all these forums, and just tell people how normal and cordial and polite Axel really is. Don't continue saying he's this horrible asshole. Mr. Twok? Yeah. Just interrupt you, and whoever's mic sounds like that, fuck you. <clears throat> just interrupt you a second. You said the uh, the fans that got back there from the great Del James. Del James, obviously a class act after hearing this story and him even retweeting r.i.p miser and your support miser yeah, um, I like him. that real sweetheart move on his behalf that del james might have an interest or connection to the wrestling industry is that what you're in, you're inferring you heard oh he's a huge wrestling fan i mean have you read his story the best story in language of fear was actually in the second edition it was one of the the bonus stories yes. and it was it was a wrestling, it's called Red Turns to Green, and it's the best thing he's ever written. It's awesome. And I'm well, not even I, a wrestler. Well, I mean, well, here's something, Miser, just trust me, let me say this. Folks, yeah. there's times in this world when you hear something, and immediately a song pops into your, your head. And when E.T. said that uh, Del James is a wrestling fan, the old 90s classic song, Things That Make You Go, Hmm popped up so really, anyone why, with why? common sense mm-hmm. and hearing what maybe et inferred or said might be able to put a few things together in the world of worlds moving on I'm continue with your story sir we don't need to comment on what you said but yeah yeah so uh <laughs> he said that um this couple uh he, he trusted them so much he gave him a big bag of his laundry to mail home or something because he had brought too much stuff on the road so at the time you know they were absolutely planning on seeing that tour through it wasn't you know you know but that cancellation was connected to the 1999 album being rejected by the label wasn't it well, I don't know. I mean, this is, like, this is Axel all... wouldn't come out to play official, that day. The because... official, quote-unquote, official story was that he was in a hotel room watching a basketball game or out. No, 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 excuse me. Yeah. No, but... that was the wrong thing. He was actually, what happened was he was he supposedly went, was going to a club before the show, 
and they wouldn't let him in the club unless he took his fur coat off, and he fucking freaked out. And then he basically had like a hissy fit, went home and, wa- and went and back the, to his and hotel. The, and watched then it. they cancelled the entire tour. That's I, think, I think he found out that they cancelled the that they cancelled the album. Therefore, he cancelled the tour to go back to work on the album. Yeah, but the '99 album. I mean, we're still talking 2002. Although no. 2002, that's when they played that Boston promo. That's the first time we heard studio actual studio recordings of Madagascar. The blues is after the bucket we record. Yeah. Right, right. His bucket was was definitely in the band. He's been in so, the band since 2000. 2000. So, um, where was I? So I, I did get to, I got to ask him a few fanboy questions. Uh, I I kind of said hi to Dizzy Reed. I had nothing to say to him, really. I said... Everybody shits on him. <laughs> said hi to Tommy Stinson. I'm like, you know, he was wearing, you know, his, his plaid pants or whatever. And I was like... It's like the band's really interesting, you know. You guys have a, you look like a weird circus up there. You, you're mm-hmm. like the punk rock, and then Robin Fink is like this weird goth guy. He goes, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a cool vibe, isn't it? And I mean, he was cool. He was everybody was super polite, except at one point, some poor, you know, barely teenage girl, probably like nineteen, twenty year old girl, wanted to talk to Axel, so she went up and she was about to tap him on the shoulder, and faster than fucking the flash earl grabbed her wrist and like flung her back and she almost burst into tears i felt so bad for her all she was you know she went in axel's blind spot and you don't do that (laughs) well i mean i mean to be fair i mean you know seeing like you know like selena mark david chapman people you know i I get that it was you know yeah 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 that's different i mean this is a this is an after party is you know at the venue i mean she didn't I, have a gun. It's, it's just you know, Earl. <laughs> Earl was just uh, overzealous. And, and then uh, at one point, I, I didn't see what happened, but another guy, you know, young guy, probably early twenties. Uh, suddenly, there was just not even a commotion, but everybody was looking in one direction at this guy, and they said, "All right, that's it. You're out. You're out. Put that beer down. And get out." And they just kicked the guy out. I don't know what he did or said. And I was like, "Shit, I don't want to get kicked out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch what I say." So, and remember, this was a time when Axel was still very volatile because the Pittsburgh show was the night before Cleveland, and he ended that one halfway through. He he, he didn't do the you know he ended after patience. He got he got mad and he stormed off. So when I was at the Cleveland show, I didn't even know if he would show up and. Both nights, Cleveland and Columbus, he came on real late. Uh, so at this after party, it's getting to be about 2, 3 in the morning, and it's dwindling down. There's only a few fans left, and I'm thinking, I'm going to leave. I don't want to be told to leave. Uh, you know, I don't want to be the last one here and, and have Earl say, Get the fuck out. <laughs> talking to this chick, uh, typical Ohio girl you know, you know, probably a four on her best day. And I said, so it's pretty crazy, huh? We're backstage at GNR. And she's like, she's like, yeah, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to try to fucking, I'm like, well, good luck lady. I mean, this is a guy who's used to Victoria's secret models. I don't think he's just going to settle for some dumpy broad at Ohio state university. You know what I mean? Well, maybe now she'd have a shot. 
no. I mean, no. If she wasn't, if she wasn't hot when she was nineteen, she doesn't have a shot now. So. No, I meant, I meant with the way he looks, like she'd, ha- he'd have a shot. She'd I have know a shot what now. you meant. So anyway, I decide. All right, I don't want to be asked to leave or kicked out, so I better make my my final thing. And I went up to Axel and just say, "Hey, look, man, it was so cool to see you. You know." We've been waiting so long to hear you come back. It was awesome. Thank you so much for playing. Thanks for the music. I appreciate it. And I shook his hand and said, thank you. And I was like, holy shit, this this is great. This is great. And he goes, and he looks right at me. He says, what do you think of this song? And he turns the stereo up. And it's just this weird, barely audible ambient noise, like the beginning of Riyadh. And I'm standing there. Oh my God, Axl Rose is asking me for my opinion mm-hmm. on music. We are collaborating on Chinese democracy. And right at that moment, Earl says, All right, that's it. Time to go. Oh, that must have that must have been like uh like being like fucking jerked off right to right, right as you're about to come and it's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. It's like I blew my load because I, I, I said goodbye, I said thank you, and that was a great thing to be able to do. You know, I got to shake the man's hand. But right when we were right to get into some real shit, I had to go. And that sucks. That sucks. But the rest of it, I mean, I, I do wish I had an autograph or a picture or whatever. But at least I have the experience. And that is something that's not a lot memory. of people. And, and now the fucking memory is committed yeah. to tape. I mean, you know. Yeah. And then the, the final coda to the story is um, I'm walking around this giant-ass parking lot. I can't find my car. It's like 3.30 in the morning. And there's these two dumb dumb, drunk-ass Ohio State girls. And I, I'm i just buzzing with adrenaline, like, oh, my God, we just met Axel. I'm finally, like, releasing the pent-up adrenaline. And they looked at me, and they go, yeah, we're number one. Our football team is the best in the country. I'm like, I'm like, fuck your football team. We just met Axel Rose. She goes, we're number one in the country. So... Mm-hmm. That's why people leave Ohio and they never go back. Because they're assholes? I mean, who gives a shit about your shitty college football team? You just Clearly, they weren't real fans, you know. So, so I don't know. I got into the car and, you know, I, I was like, I'm like, oh, man, I smell like, I smell like cigar. I, I smell, smell like Axel's cigar. This is so weird. That was, that's not just any cigar. Like, I have Axel's cigar stink on me. Oh, oh it's pre- pretty cool. And he never cool. washed that shirt again. I don't, yeah, and that's, I don't remember what I was wearing. I don't know. Guys, so, if you just heard this story, are you still going with the story, bud? No, that's it. That's the, okay. that is the whole story. And I've never really told it because if Dell James has a good memory, he's going to know who I am. And I never wanted to like reveal that. But if, if there's any possible chance that he's listening, I'm really sorry for all the mean stuff I said, but I hope, I hope I, uh, you know, counteracted it with the good stuff I said because I do love the band. I love Axel, and uh, you know, I mean, I give him shit. I give him shit because I love him and I want him to succeed. And I will say this as well, by the way. Um, I mean, if I don't know if, if people if people in the band or around the band do listen to this, but I, I, I will say it, this: <laughs> I mean, there's that tiny, tiny, minute chance. And if and if that I is better. true, I want to say thank you to Del James. He's been nothing but a 
awesome class act to me, and I genuinely like his writing. Okay, hey, guys, guys, Hi. guys, oh, stop, oh. stop, miser. One second. For what Del James did for ET, and for retweeting the R.I.P. Miser, everybody, let's give Del James a round of applause. Ooh. All right, Miser, the floor is yours. I was going to say, no, if we do have people who are listening who are connected with the band or what have you, I mean, we give you know actual shit and whatnot. I, I do think that the – I want to I say a couple of things, actually, because I haven't spoken for a while myself – I do think that the fat axle shit goes a little too far. Yeah, should the guy be in shape? Huh? You're a faggot. Well, I think it goes a little bit too far sometimes. The guy is a very sensitive guy. That's one. But secondly, I don't think any of us would be here if we didn't genuinely at least give a shit about the band to some degree. That's what two. Third of all, I really, if Dell happens to hear this by some miracle, motherfucker, release another book because honestly. You know, I know E.T. said they were right, but to me, his shit reminded me of early Stephen King. He had that kind of, like, if he developed it, he could have maybe, made maybe like, pushed that talent higher. I mean, it, the book reminded me of, like, a 90s version of Night Shift in terms of uh, quality. No, there's there's some really good... I like it a lot. I really love it. But, uh, you know, obviously, Without You is fun just because of the connection to Estranged, but... If you've never read the story, I don't think it's online. You probably have to buy the book. Red yeah, turns. And people to should. I mean, they should. Is, it is his best story. Okay, I'm done again. The whole, though I actually, didn't, I actually didn't like that one as much as um, guys. The tales to heroin. As showrunner and host, I'm going to do something right now. Powell, I want you in your little emails and your wonderful way of being Powell. Powell, I want you to reach out to Dell James. We got to get Dell James on the show after hearing the love you guys have for him. I mean, I think, guys, the Brasky Fatcast is now the Dell James fan club. So No, because, I mean, I, 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 I read, the, uh, I read the, the book about two years ago. Actually, no, long, like five years ago. And I couldn't fucking, I mean, I rarely finish a book quickly. That's just me. I couldn't put that motherfucker down. Uh, the first story in it is A Tale of Two Heroines, which is a fucking warped story. I showed up warped. They're good. I like but it. It's that cool. one, oh, but let, let, me, let me tell you something. That one was so warped that I, I have a friend who's like a big horror nut, and they actually said they felt dirty, like not in a bad way, but like like uncomfortable because of it, like how it was written. Like, and there's somebody who's read Stephen King, Dean Koontz, all that shit, and they were like, yeah, I, I, this makes me uncomfortable, this story. My, actually, my father it was the person who said that, and he's read, I mean, my, my father, maybe whatever, but he's he has read voraciously Stephen King, Dean Koontz. And he's like, yeah, there's something like this story makes me uncomfortable. It's already your father looks like a fucking character of one of them, man. Your so, father terrifies. So I'm saying me. that's actually, if you think about it, that's a high compliment. No, like seriously, writing. Listen, I'm not going to get into my history of this and that, but I might be ex law enforcement in my previous lifetime. I've seen killers' eyes. Your father terrifies me more than men I know have actually committed fucking crimes. Oh that's, yeah, I know. I mean, he's a scary motherfucker. Please I, continue. Sorry to interrupt, but he's he frightens me. Yeah, I I can't go into the things that I've been told over my life, but uh, yeah, yeah, and other things I you know even seen to a degree. But yeah, no, you you would have reason to be. I mean, I live in fear. As long as he knows my address, I mean, I cut him off the other day, finally. But as long as I know my address, he could pop up any time. You know, he he walks around with a uh, razor blade in his pocket, and I'm not even joking. He walks around with like the like basically a box cutter in his pocket, twenty four seven. So I mean, but anyway. But somebody like him who has read Stephen King and Dean Koontz, like everything they've ever written, 
he read that one story of Del James, and he said he felt deeply fucking disturbed by it. So that's high praise as a horror novelist that somebody who's fucking mental themselves and is a big reader of A-class horror writers was disturbed by the story. That's like high uh, like for a writer like that. That's like high praise. You know what I mean? And I also wanted us to get back to Wasted because Wasted. I mean, I've never. I've only talked to Wasted on the on the forums and such. I've never, I didn't even know he was British. I figured he was just some American guy being Charlie Sheen, whatever the fuck. I thought he was a ching chong, ching chong, ching No, I thought he was some, some American dude, you know, just acting out the... You motherfuckers don't realize Wasted is my fucking GNR spirit animal, all right? He, my he, GNR he, spirit is Wasted. Yeah, but no, 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 I'll put it this way. Like, we, if we had him and Pale on, this would turn into... What was that guy's name? Remember that guy who used to do, like, these deep-hitting interviews back in, like, the 70s, 80s? What the fuck was his name? He was, like... Frost a, was, Nixon? No, not David fucking Frost. Um, It was a... What the fuck was his... He, he was a right-wing sort of guy, and kind of like what we... Kind of like the back-then version of a podcast. Uh, what the fuck was his name? You guys Art talk... Bell. No, no. Hold on. Um... I'm gonna look it up. Give me a second. Just typing really quickly. Uh, yeah, we can hear it. Sorry about that. Uh, William F. Buckley. I mean, oh, okay. if you had if you had pale and fucking wasted in the the room, it'd be like the fucking William F. Buckley show between the two of them. I mean, the you know they're intellectual guys is what I'm trying to say. Liza, you gotta yeah. ask wasted about his book, dude. I mean, really, I read part of his book that he uploaded for us. It was amazing. Well, I gotta say, they're on. One of them is on. It's on. It's on Amazon. What's one dollar ninety nine cents? What's the title? Uh, Morality of capitalism. Morality or capitalism? Uh, Oh, 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 morality um, of capitalism. But is it a fiction book or non-fiction? Like fictional. 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 This uh, Charlie Sheen fan fiction. Oh, okay. I get you. Some of it, and then the second one is called. Forgotten. Uh, <laughs> it's called uh, Charlie's Revenge. Oh Jesus! It's also on. It's also on Amazon. Uh, but that one is a full novel. Hey guys, oh. wasted. Oh. Let's promote your book, brother. If you don't mind it, tell us where we can buy it on Amazon. Amazon. Name? Amazon. Just search Amazon. Uh, Morality of Capitalism and Age of Plutocracy. Or is that the third? I've got three. I haven't put the third one out yet. Well, where can they pre-order the third one? Is it ready to go? No, it's, the book is finished. It just I haven't put it up on Amazon yet because I want I was trying to get it published. Uh, you know, by have you thought company. about selling autographed copies, maybe for five bucks and shipping? That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, you can well, print, me... print off paperbacks, but you can just buy it for uh, the online version from Amazon.com. You can just get the you can get the book. How much is the book again, buddy? Well, $1.99. And it's called... This is a shit. It's $2. And it's called Morality $2. and Capitalism. For the is fucking it... entertainment that Wasted has provided all of us over the years. We should, yeah, pick up a copy. The first book is good. In fact, I think I remember one of the reasons why I kind of wrote the book was because of Del James's book. I read his book and I was like, I think I can write something like this. Not horror, Not only horror, but just... I don't know. It, it wasn't. I read a lot of like bullsh- uh, crappy, not fiction, you know. And I and there was one day where I was just like you get bored of reading it and you think, well, I can actually write 
this. I can write dialogue. I can come up with bullshit ideas. <laughs> morality so, and capitalism or morality oh, in the, capitalism? The morality, I haven't looked at it for years. Um, actually, one of the books, I've actually lost the file on my computer, but it's still on Amazon. What is your, <laughs> what is your author name? Like your author, you know, uh, that you go by? Wasted? I mean, dude, if I type in wasted into Amazon, I'm probably going to get thousands of hits. No, no, it's under wasted. Wasted morality of the morality of capitalism. It used to be there. I'll look for it and send you the link. Yeah, Uh, we'll promote the link there. Guys, I mean, come on. I'm 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 looking for it right now as we speak. It's there, though. It's definitely there, unless they just took it. Well, it's a popular title. There's several books. Yeah, but mine's got Charlie Sheen on the cover. A picture of Charlie Sheen. One has a picture of Charlie Sheen and a briefcase of money, because that's what, and a stripper, because that's what the story's about. And the second book has a Charlie Sheen and a picture of a tiger in the jungle. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, because because yeah, there's a, you said the one's got the, the 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 capitalism book has got a Charlie Sheen on the cover. Yeah, it's got a picture of Charlie Sheen or a guy that looks like Charlie Sheen in a business suit. And oh, and it's only under the name Wasted. Pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasted. I'm pretty sure. I'll, I'll check. Can I check on my phone without turning off the audio? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go right ahead, buddy. Okay. I don't, I don't know how to do that. I'm not good at phones. Because you're a fucking boomer, dude. Nah, I'm just old. Yeah, you are. Hey, yeah, I'll, send you, I'll send you the link. Yeah. Maybe they they took it down, but I mean, it's, yeah, I'm, I did I'm, it on Amazon, Amazon Kindle, yeah? I do remember that uh, you did. I do remember seeing I, it on Amazon. I've posted a lot of the stories anyway on the forum. Yeah, because I, I don't. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll just print them. All right, yeah. guys. So we're going to go and we're going to make sure we get Wasted's book. Once he finds a link to it, we'll make sure you guys have the ability to look at it. It's two bucks. Come on. Miser. Yeah. What the hell is going on with you and your dad? And I'm not trying to be negative in this. We've had a great show so far, but everyone's going to ask me. I don't know. Why it's did not you ask about the dad? What the hell is going on? So what happened was, okay. Uh, so first of all, over the past 21 days, um, and I saved them for just in case I ever need them for law enforcement. Uh, he, he gave me 95 or so voicemails. That's one. That's the level of harassment it's at. Second of all. The, the what happened was I had posted on a social media platform. So, first of all, um, I uh, what you call it? My I had kept track of this because just you know in case I needed it for law enforcement reasons as well. My father since in the past twenty one days has left me over ninety four voicemails. Um, if I don't if I don't pick up the phone he'll power call for example the other day i was doing a lot of stuff i was taking out a lot of garbage i was cleaning up this room you know throwing shit out so i'm busy you know i'm not looking at my phone um he calls in the span of 10 minutes he calls four times leaves four voicemails now let me backtrack a little on a social media platform i had posted appreciation of my sisters who my father hates and i didn't say anything against him all he was saying was that i appreciate their existence you know like a nice thing um Somebody, one of my mother's, my, my mother's friends, my, my deceased mother's friends, uh, who's been in contact with him, raps on me and reads that post to him verbatim. And in, in one of the lines of the post, I said, I don't need any brothers. I don't need anybody else. And by that, I meant I don't need any other siblings. 
And he took that and construed that as, I don't need him. I don't need anybody else but them who he hates, his, my sisters. And ever since then, things were becoming aggressively, more and more aggressive between him and I. I got hopped up on Ambien one night, and I basically called him a rat fuck, and I basically called him a lot of shit, and we had like a very, very intense conversation. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'll get into why I called him that in a minute, but it was getting more and more tense, and then, so the other day, I'm taking out garbage, I'm doing some spring cleaning of the room, you know, to make things more nice and whatnot. Uh, it's, if, between, in a ten, in 10 minute span, he calls four times and leaves four voicemails, and I'm gonna play one of them, just for the record, because... Just to show you how demented it was sounding. I mean, what, and, and also it really was starting to get things into uh, a, tense, a tense state was he has a life insurance policy, right, which is worth 60 grand. And um, he says to me that he wanted me to pay half of it for the next three years until it expires. And I'm like, that's kind of bullshit. That's like extortion. He has the money to pay for it. It's not like he doesn't have the money. You know, he, he, he gets two different pensions. He gets my mother's pension and his pension. Uh, and that that made things even more tense but anyway so i'm gonna play this voicemail for you um i just have to pull it up and uh then i will play it i just gotta figure out which one it is because there's a lot of them is it this one yeah so he doesn't like the fact that i talk to my sisters he hates them and he's very insecure my father very insecure very needy very insecure so this was a voicemail Jennifer Camden, you have something to say. You have conversations. Like maybe the two trees are pointing on how to scan me out of the fucking house. You're working with them right. I'll just switch the house to under a fucking different fucking plan. Really, being that you should also ask his buddies now. I gotta watch you too. No problem. Really? Oh, I talk to nobody. You talk in line. You can talk to them all I want. You know what you see out of this house? Nothing. So that was one out of four voicemails which are left in the span of ten minutes. The other ones are like morbid stuff about my mother's cemetery, which I don't want to think about my mother's cemetery. You know, she's dead. You know, I'm I'm right, trying so to you get gotta to... get away from this guy. He's a fucking lunatic. Yeah, I mean like the other one was like like the other one was about the fucking cemetery, like that that uh that you know that it was so I'll I'll let you listen to it. It's very morbid. No, no, fucking... no, Miser Miser, we're good. We we heard one where he sounds like a fucking maniac. We don't need to so terrify everyone's back. So I call him back, right? And he's and he says to me about how the cemetery called him. And it was by the way, he put her in a cemetery that she didn't want to be in. She specifically wanted to be one place, he put her in someplace else. So and he said and I'm like, I don't want to hear about the cemetery popping up on your phone or whatever. You know, I don't want to think about that. He's like, well, oh, well, you'd rather you'd rather it be the other cemetery, right? And I said, there's no need for a snide remarks. And he said, well, you, you, the snide remarks, you're the one who's a snide motherfucker here. That that's was his response. And then, um, you know, and then he was like, and you know, you're all buddy buddy with your sisters, so you know, yeah. And I said, well, I said, so who, who says I'm buddy buddy? He says, well, I said you're buddy buddy. 
And, you know, so that maybe that means I need to change things around in the will. Maybe that means I need to change things in the house. You could so probably I, tell another 20 minutes of this guy being a lunatic, but the easiest thing to tell you to do? I cut him off, but this is what led okay. to me cutting him off. But I want to I just... Dude, you've you said enough. Me, <laughs> that you asked me to tell the story. Of... I'm telling you the story. So anyway, God. I immediately, I went from zero to 60. And I said, I said, first of all, you're not fucking cutting me off of my family like you did with my mother. I says... Oh, it's not about cutting you off, baby. You know, it's just that I, you, you, if you're going to plot with them, you're going to plot with them and I got to change things. Oh, I said, I ain't fucking plotting with them. I says, nothing. I said, every time we fucking talk, I end up shouting. I says, I end up fucking shouting. I says, it ain't good for me. I says, and then I said, what do you call it? You're not putting me in the ground like you fucking put my mother. And I hung up and I blocked his number. And I informed his little buddy who ratted my post on him and I informed her that, he is not to expect to talk to me for at least upward of six months, for one. Secondly, I called my phone company because I own the family phone plan. Um, I took it over after my mother died. And I called the phone company and I said that I wanted his line disconnected as of the next fit billing, billing cycle, which will be July 8th. I, to- I told his friend that. I said, get him set up with a new phone. A month is more than enough time. Get him set up with that. And and that will basically that I'm basically disconnecting myself from any. There's nothing in his house I want. There's nothing in my house that I don't think he would want. Um, so basically, that's it. It's over. And I feel like a free man. I feel happy. I feel you know carefree. I feel very fucking confident. I feel like like a cancer or like a poison has been like drawn from my fucking system. And it's it's done. It's permanent. The same like I'm going back on. I had enough. I said to him, I called my sisters, I had a FaceTime with my sisters, and they were like, your voice was trembling, they said, you didn't sound good. Because every time I would talk to him, I would end up shouting, and my fucking would have, my head would be hurt, my eyes would be hurting. I was shooting my blood pressure up. And I thought, and I thought to myself, I'm not, it's like, I'm for the promise of a will, I mean, even though it's a lot of money, I promise of will, I'm going to sacrifice my mental and my physical health? Fuck that. Fuck that. I'll make my own money. Fuck that. So, I'm done. He's done. I'm sorry I'm related to him. He's past tense, and to me, he might as well already be fucking dead. I mean, I don't wish him death. I don't wish a death on anybody, to be honest. You know, in real life, I don't wish death on anybody. Um, you know, because otherwise it'll come back on you. That's my belief. I'm Italian. But to me, it's like I'm, I'm an orphan. My mother's dead, and my father's been dead for a very long time mentally, and now it's official. I don't want to speak to him, you know, at least for the next six months, and basically until we can come to some sort of point where there's a mutual respect... There ain't gonna be any relationship, babe. Ain't happening. I ain't no fucking 15-year-old punk that you're gonna talk to like, you know, like I'm some fucking bitch in prison. Because I remember, he was in prison. I ain't some fucking bitch in prison that you're gonna talk to like, you know, that. I ain't some fucking 15-year-old kid anymore. You know, so, you're gonna talk to me like that? You're gonna have your little cutesy snide remarks? Okay, we don't need to talk then, motherfucker. That's how I feel about it. And we don't need to talk. There's nothing gained by it. I just want to thank you, Miser, because I've been struggling with insomnia for 40 years, and, and you finally cured me. Well, fuck, you, you, I was asked to tell a fucking story. I told the fucking story. You don't like it? You know, like, I'll take it on the arches. What do, you want, what do you want me to say? I haven't slept that deeply in 40 years. Well, fuck, wow. yeah, fuck, fuck, fuck yourself, eh? <laughs> <laughs> wow man you are such a like stereotypical Brooklyn New Yorker the way you fucking talk well, yeah, especially, well, when I, especially when I get a, get annoyed it comes yeah, out even more because it's going. like you know 
Well, it's when you get going, your ability to communicate like like a rational human being just decreases almost to an animal level. Well, because us Italians, all animals, you know, we put us up against the we're, we're moolies. Come on, you know, Italians, we're moolies. Well, let's, I'm, let's call this. Let's call, I'm, I'm pun intended, I'm but let's call a spade a spade here. You know, good portion Italian myself. So, well, you know, you're not fully first of all, and second of all. I don't consider any Italian west of fucking PA to be really an Italian. You know what I'm saying? You guys sold out. You guys went to fucking bread and butter white country. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, to me, anybody west of fucking PA is is maybe outside of Detroit is a white person. You know, like a white country club person. Miser. Yeah. I'm a bad friend because the only thing I want to do for like the last five minutes of your rant... Is to dub REM's Everybody Hurts underneath it. <laughs> which part of it? Which part of the rant? The one like All after you after you get no after you get done with the voicemail and then you just go on like the final part where you're like, I'm fucking done with him. I fucking hate him. He's a piece of shit and I just want to play. That's probably what he's listening to, actually. I mean he doesn't listen to REM, but I mean Miser, I mean, I'm not doing it. Do I have your permission? Sure. I don't care. I'll make it so. But what, 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 is, what, what, what a fucking, trooper, dude. What, 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 what are you, what fucking Picard here? Make it so. <laughs> you fucking Picard over here. Who, who occupies the most time in Miser's head? Axel's hairline, Larry, or... You gotta understand, Miser's my mind... And I, I, no, 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 no. You gotta understand something about me. My mind is like a computer with a thousand tabs open all at once. And what I do is I just pop back and forth... At will yeah, between it's, it's it's stuck in a circular loop. Well, I mean, I mean, what do you call? It? Not necessarily. I there's other topics I do have interest in and whatnot that people are just saying into. There's other things I'm interested in that you know I don't really share. You Wait, know, so what are your thoughts on this whole thing? Who? Oh, wasted. I think he fell asleep. I think he might be wasted. <laughs> I think I wasted was... might be wasted. Oh, I'm still here. Uh, Wasted, what is your thoughts on this whole miser debacle? Or did you fall asleep? <laughs> Good on, Josh. Oh, I was just trying to... I, I realized that I took the books down off Amazon. But I, I can I can republish them. I can put them back up. Please do. It's, please, please it's, do. It, you know what's funny? How British people talk. What do you mean? You said you Amazon. Say too Amazon. many words. No, no. I just love different accents. I, me, I, when I hear his I'm voice... Not, I'm, I'm certainly not a linguist, but I, I do enjoy the I'm different... You know, like, like how British people say vitamins instead of vitamins. 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 Yes. It's um, funny. It's silly. Say, say aluminum. Aluminum. Oh, aluminum. <laughs> aluminum. Aluminum. Say chowder. Say chowder. That's more Boston. <laughs> But because I grew up in Tennessee, I have some words that I say in an American way, but I didn't really realize. Oh, that rhymed. I have some words I say in an American way. What's Do you Z remember what Z? they are? Z and Z. I don't know. No, but like aluminum. Sometimes I'll say al- yeah. aluminum. Sometimes I say aluminum. <laughs> I don't know which one's sure. which. The, you yeah, know, the, is... the British language is very um, musical compared to the American language. You know, like if you ever listen to a British person proper speak, there really is like a musical sort of quality to their speech, to the way they like the rhythm of their words. Hey, Miser. You know? I don't know. I think he's like Miser. You know how so far tonight, and I'm going to really say fucking wasted your GNR talk is just amazing as usual. Um, 
E.T., your fucking meeting Axel story was great. Miser, I'm, I'm glad you can be a trooper and roll the punches and let us joke about the whole situation with your dad. I do hope that gets better. But the one thing, Miser, that I really yeah. wish you could do tonight for us, because we have Wasted here, and I'd love to hear his opinion of it. Was, do you have a song that you would like Miser to sing? Wasted, do you have a song? My, Miser? You mean a Guns N' Roses song? You can pick any song, and Miser will sing it if he knows it. Has if, if I know. belt yeah, it out. I you used to love her, but I had to kill her. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that, I don't, could, could I do something different? Because that one I have to use my actual regular voice for, and I don't like my sing better without doing. Uh, can what I just about, pick, what about shipping up to Boston? I don't know that one from the Departed soundtrack. Hold on, I'll, I'll just do this one. Okay. Um, well, since my baby left me, I found a new place to dwell. It's down at the end of the lonely street that. Heartbreak Hotel, I get so lonely, baby. I get so lonely. I get so lonely. I could die. And see, that's like Elvisy, and that's like sultry, and it's a little deep. And I'm actually, I had my hand on my, my, my ear. I'm going to be a dick, and I'm, this is the last one I'll ask you to sing for like at least two weeks. But Miser, you got the Elvis in you, right? Um, well, he's not in me, but yes, yeah. Suspicious Minds. We we also, yeah, Miser, Miser, my dad listens to this show. Can you dedicate it to my dad for me? Okay, dedicated to this, the... the uh, Brasky Sr. Brasky Sr., there you go. Brasky the first. Okay. Um, we're caught in a drought. I can't go, we can't grow out. Cause I love you so much, baby. Why can't you see what you're doing to me when you don't believe a word I say? We can't go on together with suspicious minds, suspicious minds, and we can't build our dreams on suspicious minds. Yeah, I don't really know that one that well, so I haven't like trained myself it. Folks, but... I'm going to tell you right now, for what these three people brought to the show tonight, this is the best Brasky fat cast we've ever had so far. I'm going to give you, cause now, you know, now you got me in a mood. You know, I'm going I'm to... I, I want to request, I want to hear... I want to hear your take on Axel's take on since I don't have you. Oh, oh, okay. That, that's going to be a vocally taxing, and I hope that I'm going to. All right, hold on. <clears throat> Get that high note. That... I don't have anything since I don't have you. You, you, no, 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 you, you. <laughs> No, 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 <laughs> you. Oh, yeah. And I fucking, I can't really do it because it's 11 o'clock here, but I mean, but uh, let's see. Oh. oh. Shacklers. Oh. We did, we did yeah. Shacklers, though. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did. What about yeah, something wrong? That's a lower register. I've got a funny feeling and it won't go away. I've got an itchy finger, and there'll be hell to pay. I've got empty feeling I won't be home today. Don't ever try to tell me how you were there for me. Don't ever try to tell me how you were there for me. I don't believe there's a reason I don't, I don't believe, believe it. 
Yeah, it's like it's like you have to remember it's three vocals. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna disturb y'all. Um, but I want to do two things. So, since you asked me if we cross, I'm gonna give you two things. Okay. Well, you can't tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Music loud and women warm. Been kicked around since I was born, but it's all right. It's okay. I look. You may look the other way. We can't try to understand the New York Times of fake old man. Whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother, you're staying alive, staying alive. Get a city breaking and everybody shaking, but we're staying alive, staying alive. Ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive. Ah, 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 staying alive. Ah, 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 staying alive. Ah, 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 staying alive. And then, you know what? That was, I think. If if you were ever at a karaoke bar, that's the one you should lead with. I think oh, yeah. I think I think a crowd would be into that. That was pretty good. I'm how nice long I sleep long long Lord I miss you. I've been hanging on phone. I've been sleeping all long. Won't kiss you. You don't know miss you by the stones. <laughs> I don't know with that mumbly nasally. That's how he's. Just... That's how he. If you listen to the vocal, that's how it's sung. I'm gonna. He he does a couple of different voices of his own, Mick Jaggers, and that's I how long the song. I only know about ten Stone songs. I don't have that one memorized enough to um, do it. Sorry, um, um, what do you call it, Scotsman? Okay, do you what song songs do you know? I don't know the the radio the ones that always get played on the Painted Black. Can you give uh, me a, can't always get what you want. I see you know, a just the, and the I want it painted black. No colors anymore. I want them to turn black. I seen the girls go by just in their summer clothes. I have to turn my head until my darkness goes. I don't. I like needs more of his um. All uh, right, boys. I got I got one ad read this week. Um, they're the ones who uh, help us pay for the show. Uh, the bandwidth we use, and obviously we, you know have a lot of fucking shit we got to do. So here we go. Uh, this week's ad is paid for by um, a strange twat. Strange twat from Japan. All right. Anchika, I don't know what you look like or where you are or how old you are or what you're into, but I guarantee you uh, I would love to have sex with you. I'm huh? very flattered. Thank you, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I'm. it's been like how many years? Six years? No. Why? Sometimes I want to kill myself. Well, I don't know. You you wouldn't understand because you're a girl. I mean, if you're horny, you just go outside. Uh, imagine, you know, not being able to breathe and you, you, you really want to or, or you haven't eaten in like a week. And we, women don't understand what it's like for men. I like her accent. Uh, I'm incredibly turned on. Are you trying to... <laughs> what? Have you no idea what you look like? Like you could be really fat with a mustache, but... <laughs> But what I'm saying, Angica, is that your name, Angica? What I'm saying, what I'm trying to say, if, if Miser will let me, is um, I love you. Uh, I, I need you. I mean, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do without you, basically. I mean, I'm really... I, I'm trying really hard here, so I mean, you know, if you just come to Japan, everything will be fine. I don't even need to have sex with you. If you just come here and just like let me sniff your butt, and while I jerk off, how's that? Uh, therapy, sorry, therapy. Therapy. I need therapy. 
Jesus Christ, twat. Really? Nice ad, buddy. Nice ad. All right, guys. Welcome back the to heart, the show. The heart wants what the heart wants. Holy fuck. You are fucking dead on the money, pal. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? So, so anyways, anywho, um, guys, we've had a fucking amazing show. I mean, this has probably been my favorite show. That's not the shit on Rick or Pale or anyone else has been a guest, Borky or Angica. Um, Ange, uh, we hope you're doing good. We heard, I heard from you earlier in the week. I'm glad you're alive. Hope everything I would gets really, I personally would really like uh, photos of her to verify proof of life. You've got photos of her. You just don't remember. She sent you them. No, no, no. I want, uh, you know, non-clothed photos with today's newspaper e. to, e. to e. prove. E.T. I would like Angie to come back on the show one of these times because she's one of our buddies. But if she honestly thinks that you're just fucking over there, just fucking sitting in a lazy boy recliner with fucking Crisco on your cock, just thinking about her and his Israeli ass. I mean, well, but... ha ha ha! Jokes on her. I don't own furniture. Okay, sitting on your floor, sitting on your floor, slamming your ham to fucking Israeli ass. Yeah, she's Wait, not hey, hey, show some respect. Fine, Israeli ass. I but, don't, I don't uh, care. Well, guys, I think we've had a great show wasted. I mean, thank, fuck, you. thank you, dude, for being on. We yeah, really hope you come um, back again. Um, is no there anything you want to say, bro, before we head out? Drink more. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I might end the show right there. Wasted. Thank you, bro. Please, please come back on. Uh, you fucking rock. Uh, once again, you are my gene, our soul animal. Um, we need to do one where we're drinking. Oh, yeah. We'll do another. Tell us when you got booze. Next time you have booze, PM me. On uh, GNF and R or however you want to contact me. You know what we got to do? We got to get him drinking, right? Get him drinking and get Pale in here at the same time. So maybe for the next tab, that's what we could do. Have him drinking and have Pale in here as well. The fucking two intellectual heavyweights plus me and, you know, E.T. Can I be drinking? Well, you sure. I mean, but you have to not you have to make it sloppy, though, because you're the moderator, so to speak. Uh, Fuck, I hate my job. Uh, Oh, you just called me a moderator. That's like fucking calling me a nigger cunt. Ugh, that's a horrible thing to say. Okay, you're the Anyhow. you're the negotiator. Whatever the fuck, I don't know. Fuck. Ugh. Just call yeah, me the Ellis from the back. Yeah, hey, Pizer, I want to yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Once again, you are the ballsiest member of anyone. You're never afraid to show who you are as a person to share your inner thoughts with anybody. And I mean, <laughs> fuck them. If anyone can't laugh at the fact that you laugh at everything, then fuck them. Yeah, but I appreciate you being on. Is there anything you want to say, bro? I would say just um, I actually had a little bit of a witty wisdom quote here I had that I wrote it down. So I'm going to I'm going to share it if you don't mind. Hold on a second. All right. Does it start off with hickory dickory dock? No, she didn't come and suck my cock. Um, there once was a man from Nantucket. OK, so I said worrying about living will do half the dying for you. And I think that was pretty insightful. Punk as fuck, miser. Punk as fuck. Our, dying ain't um, much of a living. Exactly. E.T., man from Japan, brother. Uh, once again, always. And that co-host. story is phenomenal, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Crazy. Well, you know, I like I said, I've never said it publicly, and I've really only told people bits and pieces and PMs because I'm afraid of – I know it's a real long shot, but if it ever somehow gets back to Del James, I really hope he understands I have nothing but wonderful things to say to him about him. And gratitude, without exaggeration, E.T. The man is responsible for one of the greatest moments in my life, so I will forever be in debt to Del James. E.T., I got some good news and some bad news for you. What do you want to hear first? Uh, hit me with the bad news. 
I guarantee you Dell James is getting sent a copy of this and will get sent from one of his friends. Fuck. Not me. I'm not friends with him, but I know somebody that might be. So that's that's the bad news. The good news is, I mean, fucking Dell James fan club, everybody. Come on, Dell. Yeah, no, we yeah. we actually unironically, I think we can all say we love Dell. He had the he, he I don't know why the guy didn't write more books. I feel it's a loss. I feel like if he's listening, he really should put out something because he's a good writer. And if we ever do have the honor of having him on the show, I think that would be fucking incredible. And well, it's really like cool. I said, you know what he did for me. I'm I'm not a religious person, but I believe uh, what the Jews call it a, a, a mitzvah. You know, or I mean, you know, it was, like it, a good it guy. Was a life... Huh? Like a good guy, right? Like the way they say a good, the Jews say a good guy. Yeah, I mean, like a, like a life changing, you know, oh, really oh, generous thing that he did for me. It was just getting getting me back there to meet a guy I did really admire, and that was that was. Just awesome. So, you know, I, I'm going to be so red in the face for the rest of my life if, if he does hear this and, and thinks I'm an asshole. And so. if he's ever oh, on buddy, here, if he I ever is on here. You're an asshole. But here's also, uh, before we end the show, I got to, uh, once again, E.T., fucking amazing. Um, but before we end the show, I got to thank two other people. Towel, of course. Uh, we appreciate all the hard work for the editing and, you know, working in the background, producing the show. Um, also, Dodd, or Dodd whatever the fuck he wants to call himself. He's amazing. He uploads the show every time to the website and does a lot of work behind the scenes too. And I also want to thank Franz. Franz does a lot of the logos and these guys do it just because they're buddies and they're good shits. And I wanted to say thank you to all of them. And, uh, Hey, remember I Billy. Think, and I think we should also thank oh, most of all our listeners. Fuck our listeners and fuck you. <laughs> and remember folks. Fuck you, Billy.
make myself believe it. This night will never go. Oh, oh, oh. 